This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 414. Thank you very much for listening. You can go check out all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, go check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, where you can buy all of our t-shirts, please. Go give us a like on Facebook. Also, follow us on Twitter. And check out YouTube, youtube.com slash markout11. And of course, as I just mentioned, Twitter, you know all that, at markingout. You can follow me, Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave, on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And you can also follow at markingout, at BTTG161, and at Chris Swingdog. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. What about you, Brandon? I'm doing awesome as always. Are you feeling better, Brandon? I am feeling better. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Sounding You're welcome. better. Yeah. yeah, you do. You don't sound as nasally. Yeah, I, no. I still I, – I did go out sick-ish though. I was like still on the sicker side, but I, I risked it because I, I just – I needed to get out of the house. And you had and... – I guess you had some fantastic plans this week. Do you tell us about your week? I went to – well, I went to Cheesecake Factory on Sunday night. Obviously, it wouldn't be a Brandon week without a mention of the Cheesecake Factory. It was it was already like eight eight ish o'clock later in the evening, and we got there and they told us we were gonna have to wait like twenty five minutes, but the thing buzzed like five minutes into our wait. Cool. So we sit down. That's awesome. Waiter comes over like ten minutes later, and then takes our drink order and then disappears for like 20 minutes and that's how it like that's how it kept like happening like he would come and then disappear throughout hmm. the whole night so by the time we were leaving cheesecake factory it was already 11ish which is nuts yeah that's pretty for well, how many people was at your party it was just two okay yeah that's ridiculous yeah so i'm waiting for the the bill to come and i was like damn i got to go to the bathroom so i go down to the bathroom to go pee I, I go into the bathroom, and there are three people in there who immediately put their hands down. They were right in front of the door. They immediately put their hands down, and I'm like, oh, this is sketchy. This is super sketchy. So I continue. to I go to the bathroom, whatever, and as I'm walking back towards the sink to wash my hands, the dude is blocking the sink. And I look in the other dude's hands. He has like a fan of, it had to have been like $1,000 in cash fanned out. What? I'm like, oh no, am I going to get junked? <laughs> also, there was. You just, also, you just there walked was, into like stuff that we see in movies. There was pot, yeah. there was pot smoke everywhere as well. And okay. so I washed my hands, whatever. Uh, and the dude was blocking the paper towel thing. So I didn't, I just dried my hand on my myself. But then Brandon was just like, no, the other, the other dude went in front of the door when it was time for me to, to like leave and put his hands and like put his hands down, like as if to like, it looked like he was trying to like intimidate me. And I was like, what the hell is going to happen? 
So I just, I literally, I reached for the door handle and pulled it open. And like, I moved the door itself because of me, moved the dude out of the way. There was nobody downstairs at the Cheesecake Factory. For whatever reason, it's like they don't use the bottom floor. It was empty. Okay. There was nobody there. If 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 somebody was there, I was going to like maybe say something and then They don't have a security guard there? No, not downstairs. Especially with the Well, they don't have one upstairs? Well, upstairs there's one guy like strangling through the not strangling, stranded through like the mall walking here and there, but it's it's a dead mall. Who are these people? Like I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I witnessed a drug deal that I maybe shouldn't have witnessed, and I was like, if I maybe go, you, it's something you shouldn't witness, and you probably shouldn't and I'm talk telling, about. They're not listening yeah, to let's this. Yeah, let's go. What are the world? <laughs> they're not listening to this. Brandon, Brandon is so being abducted like by the next podcast, dude. That like it shook me, man. <laughs> like it's Cheesecake Factory. I want to go there and be like happy. I thought I keep like thinking like maybe I should like call them about it, but I, I don't. It's too dude, late. They're now. gonna be there next time you go to Cheesecake Factory. Just I'm, waiting. For I'm you. not going there. Like, I'm not going downstairs. Screw the that. The lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and then I went to I went to Chili's this week as well, and <laughs> and uh, this did woman, anything happen there? Yeah, something did. Did happen. you hang out with? Did, did John Goblicon show up? Did no, you no, hung no, out? no, no. You guys no. got Chili's together? No, but I was sitting there, and the table next to me, I, I noticed the woman is looking at me, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna like tell her friend. No, that guy looks like Hurley from Lost. I <laughs> love like, like every uh, time Brandon says that somebody was she noticed he noticed that someone was talking about him, automatically I think that it's about something with Hurley from Lost. Well, because right, you, you've seen you've seen that happen in real life. Yes. Yeah, I've witnessed and I've seen people take pictures of you. So she turns her phone towards her friend as if to like point me out. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm looking at the phone. I was like, that doesn't look like Hurley from Lost. And she's really older where the fact that I don't think it, she would think I'm Action Bronson because I've gotten mistaken for him as well. And it doesn't. Oh, I have a funny story about that. Okay, continue. It doesn't look like Action Bronson either. So she shows the, the picture on the phone and then the friend turns around and it's like, oh, yep, she's definitely talking about me. I don't know what she's saying. The woman gets up. And comes over and goes, excuse me, I just have to say, you look exactly like my nephew. I thought you were my <laughs> nephew when I walked in. She shows me her phone. It's a picture of a guy in a lucha mask. <laughs> I'm just not up. I'm just kidding. Just so you folks know, just everybody listening to the podcast, yes, Brandon does go out in public with a lucha mask on. <laughs> no, so, I was just kidding. It wasn't a lucha mask. But the, the kid looked – the guy looked nothing like me at all. So I just like – I'm sitting there like grinning, like smiling, like, oh, yeah. And she shows my friend and my friend goes, oh, my god, that looks so much like him, blah, blah, blah. So they finally – like they finish or whatever and leave. And I said to him, I was like – my friend, I was like, by the way, that looked nothing like me, right? And he goes, no. But like how do you tell two older women that <laughs> – that like how do you crush their spirits? And I was like, yeah, I just like I had to smile through it. And then even more crazy at at Chili's, uh, when I was when we were paying the check, that you know how they have like those kiosks now. Nope. They have these little things on the uh, on the tables. Like sometimes, like little kids go there, they can play games on it and stuff, like an oh, iPad. I, I was at Applebee's last night. I saw those things. Yeah. Oh, I was at Applebee's last night too. <laughs> Jesus, it's like it's the week of going out to eat. Yeah. This week. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah. So I was I, I was I paid my part of the bill. And 
when I after I the bill was like forty something bucks, and after I paid my stuff, instead of saying nineteen whatever, it it went down to ten, and I was like, this makes no sense, and I'm like going over the bill, and I'm like, what is this? There's a minus here, a minus eight something, and I'm like, this makes no sense. So I call over the waitress because I was like, I felt bad like cheating Chili's out of money or whatever, like the big like corporation. But no, I felt bad like. Good for you. Yeah. So Didn't the waitress, you... the no, waitress, you never told me that. Okay. The waitress comes over, and she goes, "Well, it's you. You paid with a gift card, right?" I was like, "No, I I paid with a credit card." So she prints it out and she goes, "Right here, this isn't your gift card." I was like, "No." This isn't my gift card. She goes, oh. So somehow the other person's table that like the person that like saw me and like said, oh, you look like my nephew. Their gift card got put onto our table somehow. Really? Yes. Okay. And then she like restored it, whatever, and thanked me for being honest. I was like, and they gave you some free Southwest egg rolls. What happens if they they were actually offering to pay for some of your meal? I there was a weird number to offer to pay, like oh, put four eight forty nine. Yeah, what was if what was if it was the leftover or whatever they had, and like whatever we have leftover, just put towards their bill. I don't think it was a leftover. No, I don't. I don't think that. So, but so yeah, what did, I was I was honest and I got nothing for it. Back to, did she, like those people leave already? Or yeah, they had they had, they had must they must have been gone for like ten minutes already. Watch, they actually were trying to cover some of your uh, yeah. bill. I don't know. I, I just wanted to be honest. I didn't want to. Yeah, I guess like it, if but... they were intending for that to happen, the waitress would have mentioned that uh, that they said to pay off the rest of your bill or some of your bill with their card. Yeah. Instead of letting it just fly. Yeah, and then uh, Applebee's last night. <laughs> they have the uh, unlimited uh, chicken tender thing. So Brandon went to the challenge. Wow. And I'm pretty sure last time was 14 chicken tenders that I ate. This time as well. Wow. What did you what, a, what did you get there, Chris? Is that any anything else you do this week besides to go out to eat like eight times? No, it was just, literally just that. I was like what about, I, I got out of the house. I got out, What about you, Chris? What did you get? Well, um I just had I've had a very hectic week. Um in the past 3 days I've filmed 5 basketball games. Uh, four of them live streamed. Are they back the inter- to back? Uh, the games we do at the college, they're back to back. And then I had one game at a high school on Tuesday, so we had the live stream for the. It's like they do the boys, uh, the men's and women's basketball games, like back to back. Do they do commentary over it too while you live stream it? Yeah. Well, I'm in charge of the stream itself, so I set up the graphics. I switch between the cameras. The school provides two students that man the cameras so i do the graphics i set up the audio we have uh two commentators for it so um yeah it's 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 a bunch so that's been the past couple of days um and i've just like not been home because these things have been super late uh sunday night we me and rachel got a little date night in and we went to this place called garden social it's in east meadow uh, town that i live in i don't i'm not afraid of throwing that out there um but it was real good real real good we really enjoyed ourselves um it was what did we get they had cauliflower buffalo cauliflower so it was like cauliflower that was like breaded tossed some buffalo sauce which was delicious um you still here so a lot of what was this place called sorry garden i was actually social. 
Garden, Garden Social. Social. Was it a like a hipster vibe, would you say? Yeah, it kind of had like a hipster, like, you know, gastropub type feel to it. And then we split this like Sunday ragu that had like this unbelievable short rib in it and sausage. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was real good. The Monday was that. Tuesday was basketball. Wednesday. So Wednesday we went to um, afterwards. My boss was like, hey, I'm super hungry. I'm like, he's like, there's an Applebee's. Let's go to Applebee's. I'm like, yeah, we can get hungry, half. Pal. He's, he's, he's like, he's, I'm like, we can get half price appetizers. He's like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you don't know about half price appetizers? He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, from 10 till close, it's half price appetizers. So, you know, we did a little for the table action and got some uh, spin dip and those wonton chicken tacos, which are outstanding. And uh, I'm not those a fan of those. No, those things are awesome. And did you have the what about the pretzel sticks? No, don't good. like don't like those Bruh. either. I don't like the beer. I don't like beer. Bruh. And that's what the those cheese. Things. The cheese is just beer. It's gross. Never, no, no, but no, one, never, one, one of the guys I work with, he dipped one of the pretzel sticks in the spinach dip. Oh, wow. Ah, it never, it never tastes like beer to me. It, yeah, it never, like specifically all I taste is beer when I uh, eat that. I like – not I like. I was very tempted to get the uh, the brisket quesadillas. I saw those. Yeah, those look good. It was but so I... weird. Dude, every table at Applebee's, everyone was getting the, the half-price apps. Yeah, because he went after 10 o'clock. That's the gimmick. They, they probably have to make a good amount of money for doing that. Yeah. yeah what, there, were, there was a, definitely – there was a table of like a 20, like a 20 top. And that's like yeah. insane. I'm uh, not surprised. I mean they've been running this – deal for so long yeah, now like right? i was in high school yeah so they gotta make be making a lot of money off of these is that but somewhere they, where you went to like hang out after like hours like after 10 p.m during high oh, school absolutely. like sometimes we'd stake out in the parking lot for it to be 10 o'clock and then vince mcmahon strut in <laughs> yeah we, we did that a lot yeah but then also um yeah again this evening uh we went to fridays oh mr friday's adventure over here <laughs> well no, we, went, we didn't go to the one where we had the bad experience that fridays in westbury we mm-hmm. went to fridays in levittown and it was quite a pleasant trip we really enjoyed ourselves we got to use my uh free uh gift cards my 40 dollars yeah, off hell yeah <laughs> i gave you 40 dollars off for such a bad experience so i tipped the uh the guy, the waiter, was great. His name is Russ. So if you're listening to this podcast, probably not Russ. But uh, thanks for your great service. We tipped him nicely and uh, came home. And now it's time to uh, podcast. Well, what'd you get at Fridays? Job, Russ. Fridays, uh, we started off with mozzarella sticks, and then I got the uh, Philly cheesesteak burger. How there you is, go. is it? Is it good? Or? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a burger, you know. And I'm probably going out to dinner tomorrow night because my other job. They're in town, so we have to talk about video content for the year and events that are coming up. And I know it's going to involve a trip to a restaurant. And yeah, so happy hour? No, not happy hour. Because meeting them at four thirty, we got to shoot a bunch. We got to film a bunch of stuff, and then we'll probably go out to eat. So, yeah, and uh, that's that's been my week. It's really not been exciting at all. It sounds uh, exciting. I yeah, mean, it's, still, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of work. Which is great. Yeah, but that's... I mean, I, I think that what your week sounds very exciting. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to be done. I mean... If I was if I was filming, like... Actually, no, the game I filmed on Tuesday was fun. Because that game was just back and forth. And one of the kids took the biggest belly flop. He, he was trying to, like, get the ball. And he, like, dove towards it. And he just... <laughs> slow motion. Poof, 
right on the floor. And one of the mothers looked at me and was like, I guess that's the most exciting part of the game now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see that basketball spot in the NBA? Yeah, uh, yeah. That dude, like, threw a basketball. What's his name? Tim Harden? I think got hit. got hit in the face with a basketball. Oh, I didn't see this. No? Yeah. I don't know. It was like a huge... It says Giannis drops... Oh, James Harden with a hard pass to the head. That's funny. I didn't see it. What about you, Dave? Your week? Um, My week was very busy, but just busy with work, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, just busy with work. Outside of that, I feel like every time that you guys always ask me this, I tell myself before the podcast, I'm going to write down what I did for the week. If not, I'm going to spend five minutes figuring out what I did for the week only to end up saying I, it was good. Well, you know, it's been a good week, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I actually just went to IHOP. So I it's, This went... is the restaurant episode of Market Out. Yeah. Did you get all-you-can-eat pancakes? No. No. No, no. I Messed can't do all I can eat Dude, pancakes. it's $4.99 for all-you-can-eat pancakes. I, I go there for the omelets. IHOP, you're next. <laughs> yeah, I got a steak. You omelet. go there for the omelets? Are you kidding me? I love you know, the omelet, David. The you Colorado know my stance. Omelet. You know yeah, my stance what, on what, going out to a eatery and getting eggs. That's what my dad got the Colorado. I got the big steak. Who? Nice. I don't understand. I don't. I do oh, not you understand. Like Tom, have you ever been to Thomas's? What? I'm sorry. I what have. was that? I've been to Thomas's, Thomas's ham and egg No, no. I, I've I have never heard. I've never been there. I know uh-huh. uh, Matt has spoken about it. I know yeah, my dad. Price. Yeah, Zach Ryder has spoken about it, my dad, and you, but I've never been there. Ah, uh, what a great place. I haven't been there in, like, years. I don't let's, think we've been there since kids. Let's go. All right. Let's I, go. I went once, and I didn't get their famous uh, skillet. Oh, the skillet where, like, everything's served in a the skillet there. It's great. I, I forget. But, like, on the weekends, you have to go at, like, yeah. the butt crack of dawn. Is, because, is that, like, little country, like, right by Best Buy? It's right, yeah, it's right yeah, by Best Buy. It's right, it's right, by, the it's right by the uh, Meadowbrook, State Par- Meadowbrook State Parkway. Okay, I, I know where I know where it is. It's I've just never been there, so let's go. Um, but stop, stop going out to eat and ordering eggs. That's a, a thing you make in your house. No, but the, but at an omelet from IHOP, they add all the hash browns in there. And huh? You can do I don't that like yourself. making eggs at home. I love yeah. have eggs out. That's like the I. That's like my number one pet peeve with going out to eat. I'm, I, I don't have hash browns to make. I don't want to make hash browns. I'm I, sit there with the uh, the shredder and dice yeah. I, I'd just, rather toast. you just put it from a frozen gimmick. No, with all that, nah. That's for, yeah. So frozen we from went to, Nah. So we went to IHOP and everything like that, and everything else is going really well. We just got actually an LED light at work to kind of help promote. Uh, the physical therapy office. Oh, nice. So yeah. So now when you're driving on Merrick Road you, at night, you can see it well lit and everything from Merrick Road. So I'm hoping that's going to draw in some business. There you go. Um, Hopefully it yeah. doesn't. Uh, part of the sign goes out. Goes out like a Dunkin' Donuts. Well, the good thing. The good thing is, is that, and I'm kind of surprised, but I also understand it too. So the LED light, like this sign, it's all one LED thing, like a big. Uh, white with red letter thing, but so if it goes out, everything goes out. Right. But, okay. But it, I know a lot of places now have separate letters for the LED, um, and that's more expensive. But I really like the white background. Me and my dad just drove by it, 
and I really like at night that white background makes it stand out even further as opposed to having separate letters with LED lights per letter. That white background really makes a difference. So I think going the less expensive route is the best idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of that, not too much else is uh, is happening. I, uh, yeah, not going to waste any more time, but not too much else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah, get into it. Yeah, we did have uh, an exciting week of, of very, in my opinion, a very exciting week of pro wrestling. Pro uh, wrestling, kick- but pro wrestling, but not sports entertainment. Sports I was still excited with sports entertainment. Yeah. But, oh, I know. <laughs> but on to really exciting pro wrestling, New Japan pro wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom 13 took place uh, from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan on the 4th. I think um, the biggest, I mean, rather than going over everything match by match, because I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think the biggest story coming out of this is that every single title changed hands not just not just to every single title uh abushi is your new never open weight championship defeating will osprey apparently allegedly he got a really bad concussion from this match wait osprey won that match oh i'm sorry i'm reading reading it backwards my apologies no that's okay uh the way so that and then in garbanopolis day japan are your new zach zach saber jr beat ishii for for the the british heavyweight i mean yeah, you had Juice Robinson. Yes, US we kinda, as we we kind of predicted this last week when we spoke about it, it you know, as your new two-time IWGP United States Champion, uh, the Los Ingobernables J Japan are your new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Ishimori, uh, Ishimori is your Kushida. new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, which they announced Kushida's last month in New Japan. Yeah, he's leaving. Going, um, he'll show I mean, up in the impact zone. Yeah, you also had Naito I mean, defeat I, Chris Jericho I, for the IC championship. I hope Kushida yeah. shows up at a takeover. You never know. Dude, I was – I because – okay, so I watched – they they had New Year uh, Dash for free mm-hmm. online, and I was up at 4 whatever – at whatever time it aired, so I watched the full event. And, like, Kushida is a really good talent. Yeah, he is. And it's crazy that, like, for all these years that he kind of, like, just, like, slipped through the cracks and never, like, he never really came here. Yeah. I don't, I mean, he I, came over a couple of stints with Ring of Honor. But, like, not not WWE. Here. I don't know if he ever, who knows if he wanted to. Well, now I'm I hoping, mean, I'm hoping he shows up at a takeover. Yeah, in the main event, you had Tana, Tanahashi pick up the victory over Kenny Omega for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, and then later, you know, it came out that Kenny Omega's contract is up February 1st. So, you know, there goes the internet wrestling community going nuts. Is he going to go to all elite wrestling? He's going to go to WWE. He's going to be the janitor, Kenny Omega, and which the WWE. Apparently, <laughs> WWE offered like $20 million guaranteed to him or I, something I like $3 that. $3 million a year up front and main card status. That's what I read somewhere online. You, you, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. If even though it's February, I wouldn't be surprised if you could see him at Royal Rumble with the with the working relationship that New Japan has with WWE. What I I wouldn't put it past what working relationship they've had working relationships last year. Uh, the higher the owners of New Japan were meeting with WWE. I mean, back, well, not last year, but back when Jushin Liger 
they have a work relationship with the two companies. So uh, I wouldn't. They do. Ring they, of Honor has that. a working relationship with New Japan, and yeah. so does WWE. They just don't exercise it as often as Ring of Honor. But further along, you also just to piggyback on this, a big thing that I think to take away from this not a title match, but Jay White picked up the victory over Okada. Yeah. Well, he's that he's the the leader of the Bullet Club now, and especially if you're losing very, you lost, you know, you lost half of the the. The Bullet Club when they became the elite. <laughs> That's you know? true. And then That's you true. lose half of the elite when they're going to do their AEW thing. So it's like now you really have to build up. And they're like since then there really hasn't been like a leader leader of the Bullet Club. And I think Jay White since you know he did his whole young boy stint and then he came in a switchblade. He's had a good run so far and he could be that next big gaijin in New Japan to you know lead the way. Now I'm gonna just. Uh... So correct me if I'm wrong, but is Tamatanga in Bullet Club? Yes, he is. Yeah. So I, in my opinion, I think he would have been a great leader. I know. I mean, was he? Wasn't he like the most recent leader though, or did he not take over? No, Jay White took over. Yeah, but he, before he Jay... was no, he was never a leader. It was it was Devitt, Anderson, AJ, Omega, White. No, because oh, I thought no, it was Devitt then AJ. No, there was, yeah, Andrew, Anderson was never. Carl Anderson was never leader of the ball club. Uh, was, I, no, I know no, he was. Brandon, he was I will never, slap at you on this. Yeah, he was never leader. Well, but I would be. I was. I was surprised. Oh no! I would. I was surprised with Tamatanga because he was putting out really great promos uh, against um, the elite yeah. and their association with Bullet Club. So that's why I associated with him as potentially a leader. But uh, I'm all Wikipedia. for Jay White. I just. I, I'm all for Jay White being the leader. I just hope with Tom Matanga, uh, he just continues going in at the pace that he's going with with Tangaloa. Wikipedia Man. has Anderson listed as a leader. Yep, I wouldn't buy Wikipedia. it. I'm going to change the matches right now on Wikipedia <laughs> for us to get 13 and say that Will Ospreay defeated Railroad Rudy. Let's see. Edit. This says Anderson is the, is the founding member and second leader of the Bullet Club. For how long? How many days? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was Wrestle Kingdom. I like how we said that we were not going to really cover most of it, but we just covered every single match. Well, we didn't, cover, we didn't cover, like, in the Jericho match, we didn't talk about... Oh, no, but know, I mean, like, result-wise. Oh, well, that result-wise is fine. I mean, we can, you know, pick and nitpick the oh. whole Jer- Jericho, him get, taking that nasty DDT on the, you know, what was it? Uh, it was the DDT on the, the Japanese table. Jericho uh, got scalped on the ring entrance. I don't know if you saw that picture. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you're not an Instagrammer. He posted on his Instagram. <laughs> he's missing a chunk of his scalp from getting DDT'd on the on the uh, the, the entrance ramp. Oh, hey. Yeah, so. At, at the New Year Dash, they had Chase Owen and I think it was Takahashi, like, officially, like, or was it Ishimori? Taiji the bone shoulder. Which one but, tag to get? Which tags with Chase Owens? Uh, I don't know. It's Chase Owens. Nobody really pays attention to him. Because then no one pays attention to him because he's a ancillary. It, it, that's the thing about the Bull Club is like they're at the point now where they're like NWO-ish. Whereas like they have all these members and you don't even know some people are members. But they, Unfortunately, they, 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 they did. Of, <laughs> of the Bullet Club. They did um, an angle thing where they like were now like they're like officially again aligned with the Bullet Club. Because they've been yeah. like we, they've been wearing gear but they haven't been aligning with themselves with them I guess because the whole – Because the whole like – his name. Sorry. Yeah, but unfortunately, Bullet Club has been very NWO-ish since 
Jeff Jarrett was a member. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, back like that's when they like when they introduced like four people at the same on the same night. That's when they really Jeff Jarrett, Scott Demore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Demore. Yeah, um, yeah, but I guess let's prolong it. Uh, keep on going. Impact Wrestling Homecoming took place in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Asylum. Yeah, Dave, you know why it's the Asylum? The no. Okay. Um, just a couple of big uh. Title changes. Rich Swan is your new X Division champion. I think that's a smart move on there. Uh, you have a new women's champion in Taya Valkyrie. Um, and then the undefeated Brian Cage is now defeated as he lost to Johnny Impact. Uh, bigger story is that Killer Cross came out after the main event and power bombed Taya Valkyrie on the uh, entrance ramp, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, seeing Killer Cross a lot more. Well, I'm not going to be seeing him a lot more now that, you know, it's going to whatever it is. But it's on Twitch, streaming on Twitch. Oh, yeah, on uh, Friday nights at, what, 10 o'clock? I believe so. All right, cool. So I'll just put my phone in the back station at the restaurant and have it on. Oh, man, i got to watch it. No, but but, but that's the thing. Like, I had it on Hulu. I could just watch it the next day. Now on Twitch, I have to watch it live or not watch it at all. Well, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, they might have, like, you could watch past streams or whatnot. Maybe not. But um, I think tomorrow is their first episode. Yes, it is. Hmm. Uh, you also had Rosemary uh, come back after her absence from uh, Impact Wrestling for a very long time, coming out to help out Ali. Uh, Ali pick a, Ali in the match. Yeah, right? well, no, because Ali's kind of on a dark side right now, and mm-hmm. she's had a lying herself with Sue Young. So I think she, I, don't forget me because I saw a part of it. She was helping out Kira Hogan because they were friends. That 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 whole angle like is like so crazy. Like yeah, the, I, like the darkness and everything like that, and it's it's well produced, like all the backstage segments and stuff like that. So yeah, I I agree with you. I think that they do really do good um, stuff backstage, and I think that Rosemary does cut really good promos. Uh, but she ended up coming out and re relight igniting that feud with Sue Young. That that's good, man. That that not say what you want about the knock at uh, impact and calling them Indian stuff like that. They have great talent there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at this roster, any one of these people are going to main event or at least be co-main event at whatever indie show that you've seen. I mean, yeah. you got the Lucha Bros, you got LAX. There's no denying the talent of this roster. Um, a lot of these people are the wrestlers. When you go to a wrestling event, you're like, oh, this person's on on the card. Very cool. I, I'm looking forward to Sammy Callahan's match or Moose's match. I'm looking forward to this. They, I agree with you. They have a great roster. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's get on some more outside the ring stuff. And uh, you know, it's been a big week in professional wrestling. And Tuesday was a big week in professional wrestling because AEW, all elite wrestling, had their big rally in Jacksonville, Florida. It was live streamed. Um, so they came out and said, "This is going to be a thing." Um, the next event is going to May twenty fourth, twenty fifth. It's so fu- uh, May twenty fifth. At the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's going to be AEW presents Double or Nothing. Um, I, it's so funny too because we the second we started talking about AEW, Sal just sent me a text message um, with an AEW shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that he buys it or it rips is, it off. Is it the really? AEW? I'm, I'm, is it the I'm AEW? So not used is to Sal watching? Yeah, yeah, that AEW is Jericho is really cool. I'm I'm still not used to Sal watching wrestling again. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, uh, but yeah, but, so they had that rally. They right? also yeah, they, we, they, we, they we, announced... we just we just we just mentioned it. We might as well go into it. End of the thing. Conrad Thompson 
they start playing Judas by Chris Jericho that he's been using in New Japan, and he looks all befuddled and confused and like, what's going on here? And then Chris Jericho comes out and says that he's all in on all elite wrestling, which yeah. I think is big. I think it's a big signing. I think that's, I mean, well, their roster. You know, let's let's yeah, backtrack you here. Got, let's talk about their entire roster. I mean, you got the you got Cody, you got the Young Bucks, Brandy Rhodes, the obvious people that you knew were involved. You have Britt Baker. Um, you have the S- entire SCU, which we knew, but the people that we found out that day: MJF, Hangman Page, we knew, Joey Janela, Penelope Ford. Huge surprise here, Pac. Yeah, Pac cutting off Hangman Page during his little promo. It looks like that Hangman Page is going to be like your big main event babyface, as the way they were kind of like, right? Yeah, absolutely, rightfully so. I think this is his time to shine. Cody doesn't need the, the, to be the champion. You know, the young, they can do their thing while they do their backstage thing. Yeah. But I think this is a good time for him to shine. And it looks like, oh, double or nothing, it's going to be Pac versus Hangman Page, which I'm all about. I love, I haven't seen any a lot of Dragon Gate stuff with Pac mm-hmm. since he, you know, reemerged from, the, from New York, as you could say. But I like this version of you, Pac. You got to appreciate that he came out in full wrestling gear. Full gimmick. Also, and wait, yeah, big. Uh, are you gonna say about this? How he came no. out with the open, the Dragon Gate Ta Championship? Well, I was gonna say I think they have a working relationship with them because Sema is gonna be on the roster as well. I believe China. I don't. China. Is, are you I sure? That's what, I always thought, I thought it was Sema. I thought it, I oh, thought he said we have open. There's there's a company in China that's doing big things. Oh I remember no, what but Sema is there. Yeah, I know. Maybe I he's think working it's in China. Shima. But you're right. It's actually it's China. Yep. <laughs> I know I'm right. I pay attention to things. No, um, he, he's yeah. not pronouncing China. He's pronouncing the wrestler a wrestler in that promotion. I know. I am. I know. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> we saw him at Dragon Gate in uh, when we were at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, I think that some of the stuff that they have announced is unbelievable. I mean, you had Brandy Rhodes. Not only did she announce that they're going to have a women's division, but she announced that men and women on the roster are going to be have equal pay. So, That's huge. But by equal pay, so you mean Chris Jericho's no, going to no, get no, the no. same? No, no, but no. no. But that, but like that, that's a big question. They didn't say. No, they did. Brandy yeah. explained it further that it's like entry level people will gain the same amount, main event people will gain the same amount. And also, yeah. Cody Rhodes coming out and saying that wins and losses are totally going to matter. And I, yeah. Also, uh, I know uh, Billy Gunn was announced as a producer. Yeah, the first the producer, and then you also have uh, pro wrestling. She was reporting that Tony Khan, uh, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he mentioned at a press interview that healthcare is going to be a huge thing for AEW, and that they're looking into healthcare for their full time employees of the company, including uh, wrestlers. That's huge. That dude looks yeah. like uh, Super Mario. Like I uh, mean, that's that's. Actually, the, the health- how his father looks like Super Mario. Super Mario. I mean, health healthcare <laughs> is something that's that's huge in society, and and unfortunately, pro wrestling doesn't offer it a, 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 enough. So it's great to hear that they're going to be offering it to some of these wrestlers. Yeah, that's cra- it's it's crazy. It's a new, it's a like, it's a new chapter in professional wrestling, especially like with Jericho too. Like Jericho was a guy that came out and said, I will not work for anybody in the United States other than Vince. And now he's coming back and he's going to be a focal point. It seems like he's going to be a focal point in AEW. Who knows? Cause he never said that he has a vesting, you know, interest in this. 
you know, he has like some sort of um, financial, you know, I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm sorry. Financial, financial uh, investment. Yes, yes. There we go. He has an investment in AEW, but he's going to be a, a focal point to it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I, glitches, I mean, technical difficulties aside on the stream itself. I mean, I know I was kind of bashing it the other day with the me and Brandon were both bashing the pyro. And, well, let's, I, let's just talk about the pyro for a second because everyone in the chat was going absolutely insane over, oh my god, they have pyro. Blah, blah, blah. That was the most pathetic <laughs> pyro. Even the firework display was pathetic. Yeah, in the middle of the day. Pew, pew, pew. You had like seven fireworks. That was so sad. They should have focused more on getting lights on the stage because, like, when it started getting darker and stuff like that, it's like you kind of saw it. You know, the, the screen starting to get darker. They should have put a couple spotlights on the on the stage. Well, one of the things I, that really grinded my gears with this was that whenever a wrestler's theme song hit, so let's say Jericho, Todd Ravish just sit there. What's going on? You didn't. You Star didn't. Cast, y'all. You didn't get to hear any of the crowd's reaction because the theme songs were so loud on the loudspeakers. Well, also, no, but it wasn't even that. It was those. They had the the micro, like the stage microphone. But then I, I'm assuming they had the music pumped in through the stream itself, so we oh. were able to hear. Yeah, that's what it's. Just, that's what it I seems like. And I feel, I, I think that they would every AEW would have benefited from you listening to that crowd reaction. Obviously, I Absolutely. mean... Absolutely, if they had a camera too on a couple of the marks in the crowd going nuts cool. when Jericho showed up. Well, it, from the only angle that we saw, it looked like there were like 20 people there. Yeah. But when look... you look at the photographs, there was way more than 20 people. I really? I, 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 have, I actually haven't seen a photograph of the the crowd that they did gather. Yeah, there was a what... large crowd. I'm going to have to check it out because I, I didn't well, get... I really... don't want to say a large, large, but there was, there was a crowd. You... You know, I, I overall, I think that I am very excited for this. I 100%, we are all marks. Even though I know Chris is bashing a lot of marks for supporting AEW, we are all huge marks. I am a huge mark, and I'm a huge mark for AEW and everything that's taking place. I'm very excited to see what was, what is going to come of this. Um, I'm going to be ex- very excited and adamant with covering this. And I think that it's just so much to come. But is this going to be... A competitor to WWE? No, I think that that is very foolish to even uh, think about. They have to build themselves well, up. For, you have to build themselves but up. But they for could. A, they could. They don't. I mean, they could WWE, still get a TV slot. WWE is global. They are but, not. But, but they, they could still they get a TV right. slot. Well, what I saw, which they're today, saying that they're yeah. maybe working on. Wink, yeah, wink. Yeah. What I, what I, what I read pop, today. Pop TV. No, what I read today is Jericho was on Busted Open and he said that he wouldn't have been a part of AEW if there wasn't any sort of television deal. And from what he's seeing, there's a couple of very large deals on the table right now that they're kind of sifting through and looking at contracts and stuff like that. So, you know, there was reports and I, I think we mentioned it last week that in like TBS or TNT right. might want to host it, you know, might want to host this, which would be huge, which would be huge. Come but I am like, what, like what grinds my gears is that like WWE, like I know there's that niche crowd that of wrestling fans that don't like WWE. They want something else, but like, 
they can't go on these message boards and they can't sit there and just bash WWE when they're going to be watching it every single week. Like I saw, uh, there was, was uh, I was reading something when okay, uh, we're going to step a little bit forward here, but EC3 apparently had a dark match or a main event match or something like right. that during Raw today, and people were trashing it. People were like, "Oh, great, he's on the the he's on." You know, it was a dark match. Yeah, it was but a, they were like, was. "We need AEW. We need this to be good." No, because what's going to happen is when the next flavor of the week comes up to the main roster and has like a Kevin Owens, like, like when Kevin Owens came up to the main roster and he had an unbelievable debut, people are going to go nuts for that and just go right back to WWE and be like, oh, I can't wait. And they're going to buy the the next big thing t-shirt on WWE because that's what they do. They can't like totally denounce WWE about this just because there's this new hip thing that looks like it's going to be amazing. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to probably be great if they stick to the formula that they're working with right now. But you can't go just denouncing everything. But again, people are marks. We're marks. I'm a self-hating mark because, it's, you know you what? Def- you definitely are. A I am. So, and Brand- you know Brand- I- but Brand- Brandon is too. No. You're right. Brandon doesn't admit that he's a mark. Well, yeah. Brandon no, was the doesn't. first person to order an AEW shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. No, no, By no, the no. way, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. If you're going to be there ordering all your AEW shirt, buy a MarkingOut shirt. I, yes, please. And I, I definitely agree with you that I think it's silly when – and it's fickle when uh, yeah. a lot of pro wrestling fans denounce uh, WWE because, come on, you're going to tell me you're not going to tune into Raw or you're not going to watch the Royal Rumble when it comes up. You are. It's still something that you love and that you're passionate about. You may be frustrated with the product, sure. There's there's many times where you will be frustrated with the product, but you're still going to tune in to watch. You're still going to enjoy it. I mean, let's give the give a break. Do you think huh. it was a fabricated story that came out on Tuesday that fans were turned away wearing AEW gear from SmackDown? I don't know if it was fabricated or not. I mean, I saw a video of a security guard apologizing to someone um for turning them away previously i don't know what to believe with that i could understand wwe i don't under i don't understand it i can't understand it i i think because it is a multi-million dollar company to turn away people for a sign or a shirt or something like that it's it's stupid it's not like you're it's not like enzo omori's walking into the building much. It's uh, gonna be an all elite wrestling um yeah. let's talk about all uh whatever it is aw double or nothing mgn grand MGM Grand holds 17,000 people. Again, May 25th. That's Memorial Day weekend. That is the unofficial official kickoff to the summer. So that means pool parties in Vegas. That means people are going to be over the place in the hot sun. That means... My birthday. Your birthday is the 25th? 26th. Okay, that's right. Oh, man, you should have guessed. Dave's (laughs) birthday... <laughs> no, I always I there's certain people I get flip flopped with. You know, even my kids. One of them's the 27th. One of them's the 29th. I always get that flip flopped. Um, don't listen, what? Rachel. He's are choking. <laughs> well, no, no, I just I'm just uh, I'm a terrible father. It's, that's what it is. Great. No, no, it's you a, are not. Uh, it's a venue that was run heavily by WCW. Yes, I understand that. But here's my thing. Ticket prices to go to Vegas are probably going to be a little expensive. And also trying to get, find somewhere to stay in Vegas for this event. Do you think they're going to be able to pack out 17,000 people 
again. Well, that's they, the thing they, you don't know. They, they, they you don't know, but you don't know how many tickets they're going to be selling to this. You don't know what the set is. You also don't know how many tickets are going to be given away to sh- to pr- like seem as if it was sold. I, I think that it's going to be very difficult to repeat, but who knows? I mean, it's very possible that they do. I, I, that's why it's very exciting. You don't know what can take place. Like the yeah. capacity of 17 whatever could be a concert. Yeah, I know. But, it's, but for an independent wrestling show, I'm not calling this like real professional wrestling because it's still indie wrestling. Well, it's I, I think it's still, still real, it's still real wrestling. Real I mean, I, no, I, you, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and then they actually then announced... Uh-huh. You are going to say the same thing I was going to say. No, go for it. Uh, the next is the second event's going to be in Jacksonville. Uh, a, a large part of the proceeds is going to go against gun violence, which I am all about. I thought that was... The, about I thought that was... Gonna, I'm not about gun violence. I thought that was double or nothing because of the Vegas shooting. No, that's going to be the uh, the next event following that, I believe. The Jacksonville uh, yeah. one. The Jacksonville one. Yeah. So in regards to like TV and whatnot, if they get TV and run Tuesday on like the rumored day that they would want to run once SmackDown moves to Fridays. Oh, I forgot about their move to Friday. When WWE, does that take place? It's October, I think. Okay. WWE may have to be like forced to change an NXT date and bring it to air. Bring it to why, would you, the, why would you why would you take why would you take uh, a show that gets independent wrestling fans and put it up against a show that is for independent wrestling fans also? Uh, yeah, wait, you, I'm, I'm I'm confused. Why do you did, have to change? What did, what did Monday Night Raw? What did Monday Night Raw do with WCW Nitro? But this isn't WCW Nitro, dude. Wait, yeah. why? What? Hold on. Please explain yourself because I'm a little bit confused. Why would Why would Vince not want to? Why would he not want to run a, against another show and get so better you're ratings? It's not competition. So you, it's an alternative. What? This Hold isn't on. the so Monday saying, Night Wars again. This is never going to be the you, Monday you, Night Wars again. No, no, no. So you're, you're, so you you're can't saying say you're, that. You're, so you're saying that they you're wondering if they're going WWE is going to move something opposite whatever AEW runs. Yeah. Correct. Okay, I agree with Chris on this totally. I think that that would be silly. It's not WWE isn't competing with them. They are competing with WWE. WWE doesn't have to shuffle around anything. Yeah, no. But also Wednesday nights, Wednesday Wednesdays, they have a solid block on their network. Yeah, yeah but UK in the afternoon. You have two or five live. Yeah, but this is this is like cable. Okay. So what do you what do you? But but, but here here's the thing here's the thing with that too is. This isn't 1999 anymore. There's a large amount of people that don't have cable. I don't have cable. So let's say hypothetically they go on, you know, some network that I don't have that I can't stream on my Hulu or any of my other things. I'm not going to be able to watch AEW. I mean, there will be ways for me to watch it, but I'm not going to be able to Tuesday night. I'm like, oh, man, I guess I can't watch this. WWE has their own flipping network. I'm just saying it was rumored that WWE was going to move NXT perhaps to Fox Sports. Yeah, but they could do it on. But they're going to move it opposing whatever AEW date. No way. They're not. They are not. It's not. It's not not something stupid for them to do. How not? Please explain that. How? How is it? How is it not stupid? Yeah, explain yourself, Brandon. No, because I want to know. I'm just. But how, yeah, just, how how would it be? 
I'm, I'm asking you a question. Please they, explain they could, why. They could still pull ratings in. People watch but, NXT. People love NXT. It's already an established brand. But why are you? If you can pull ratings on a Wednesday, why are you going to move it to pull the same why, ratings? Why on are a you moving SmackDown to a Friday? Because they're on a different. Why are you having uh, SmackDown now? Live taped now? Different network, but why? Why different are you network. moving it specifically? Different network. But why are you moving it specifically? But your your entire reasoning is to oppose AEW. Yeah. It's that not makes competition. competition me. It's not competition. Serious? That's the thing. It's not going to be competition. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brandon, we'll but see. You, we'll see. It makes no sense what we'll you're see. saying to me. We'll yeah. see. Um, but other news going on in professional wrestling, something uh, pretty uh, huge that they announced. We'll get into other wrestling related news, but WWE is promoting an inter promotional tournament for the Royal Rumble weekend in Phoenix, and it's going to be filmed for a network special. Um, this entire event is going to be fi- uh, featuring competitors from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. It's funny how it's like the it blew up on the internet that WWE was copywriting Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that could be something. And then WWE announced it today, <laughs> which it's five members of each brand. And then the outcome is the winner gets either an NXT championship shot, an NXT UK championship shot, or... It says 205 live championship match, so that's obviously cruiserweight championship. Well, I would, I would assume that if you, let's say, Tony Nese wins. So people in the tournament from NXT, it's going to be Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic. I keep wanting to call him uh, whatever. Yeah, Dijak. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee and Otis Dozovic. NXT UK, it's going to be Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. Uh, we're going to talk about the NXT uh, UK brand a little bit later on the show with our predictions for the takeover that's happening this weekend. Uh, and 205 Live, it's going to be Cedric Alexander, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, TJP, and a superstar to be named. So maybe it's going to be somebody new in the 205 Live roster. Who knows? From what um, I'm seeing, it, it's Humbert, uh, Humberto Carrillo, but that who? may have changed. Okay, well, that's what I'm reading on WrestleView. Yeah, could, um, so could, I'm assuming yeah. like if Adam Cole wins the entire thing, he'll get an NXT title shot. If, no, it says know, they Mark... choose whatever they want. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that they, I think they have free roam, which makes no sense. Like Otis and Keith Lee are big dudes; they're gonna get a 205 live. They're gonna get a championship, a cruiserweight match, yeah, and it. that's not gonna. That's gonna, dude. I would tune in to see. Dude, that. what if what if 205 live turns into an X division? We. Dude, we we've been saying that we wanted the opposite to happen. I like we wanted two hundred five to challenge other people. I'd be totally cool if Keith Lee or Otis went into two hundred five live to challenge. This would well, be a great way to get them into there, into that division where it becomes you. In that alone, you have a huge storyline. That's kind of like Disco Inferno trying to get into the uh, cruiserweight division in WCW. Oh, that's the, great. The thing that irks me about Otis being in this is that they already announced he's getting called up to the main roster. Um, agree. I could agree with that. So, I agree with that, but still, he's he, he he adds a fun component to this tournament. Why is it I could see DiJack going to two hundred five and doing that? That would be pretty interesting. I could, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, out of all these guys, I feel like maybe somebody off the two hundred five roster, two hundred five roster. I w- I would love to see a Tony Nese because Tony Nese could definitely pick up Keith Lee. Um, yeah, Tony Nese for the NXT Championship. Yeah, perfect. I think it would it would be sick. I mean, Jordan Devlin, I'm interested in seeing a lot more because he was trained by uh, by Balor. Yeah, Balor, he's Balor Junior. 
Yeah, he has a very similar uh, characteristic and and wrestling ability as Jordan as uh, as Balor, except Jordan Devlin's a lot younger. Yeah. Um, I think that's very. He's someone to pay attention to in this tournament too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Huh. Um, I was looking forward to. Sorry for yawning. I apologize, and I'm looking forward to watching it on the network that I love so much that isn't <laughs> nothing's really going to oppose anything. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder when they're going to air that. I would say give it about a month. Uh, yeah. They say it's going to kick off, let's see, well, January 26th. Well, the events, it's going to be filmed during Access, so. Yeah, January 26th at 8 a.m. on that Saturday, they're going to film it. Or kicks off, oh, that's, yeah, that's when, I guess, the Access starts. But they'll probably fil- record, uh, air it a little bit after that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else we got to talk? Uh, yeah, Andy? yeah. Huge thing to talk about to take us into the break. Uh, a huge, the <laughs> internet blew up. Twitter blew up about pro wrestling this past week, uh, specifically for a spot that took place at a wrestling event. Oh yeah, this. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this. This is great. Yeah. A huge spot that took place. Um, so during a match, it was Priscilla Kelly who we've spoken about numerous times. Um, First round May Young Classic this year. Lost yep. to uh, Deanna Peraza. Yeah. Uh, so during Suburban Fight Pro Wrestling, she was in a, in a match, and she tells her opponent, you want the tuna? I'll give you the tuna. And she reaches into her draws, and I'm going to say warning she, that she's graphic. Yeah, she pulls out a bloody tampon. And then she proceeds to put it in her opponent's mouth. Uh, this Dude, you know how many of, people thought that was a real tampon? <laughs> a lot. A lot of people. But you had on Twitter, it like so somebody recorded this. This happened in late December. And it was late it was December? Put out, yeah, apparently it happened. Uh, the tampon spot occurred in the end of December at an event. So this just this video just got put out. But you had Gail Kim... Uh, Tessa Blanchard, Jim Ross, Angelina Love, all these people speaking out against it. You had also Road Dog too. Road Dog. Um, and Priscilla Kelly putting out a thing saying, just so you know, like yada yada yada, it's a fake. It was all fake. It was a 21 and up show at a bar, and you can't take life seriously and stuff like that. Uh, you had a lot of wrestlers in pro wrestling defending Priscilla Kelly. You had people comparing it to everything taking place with Joey Ryan with the spots that he does with the lo- pulling the lollipop out of his draws and putting it into a, a fan's mouth. Yeah. Uh, so very similar. Then it became a, a gender issue of what's so disgusting about this and that. It was a huge spot to talk about. I, of course, I think everybody could agree. At first, it's like that's kind of gro- like disgusting, that spot. But on the other hand, it's pro wrestling. You know that it was uh, wasn't real or anything well, no, like that. You can't say you know it wasn't real because dumb marks on the internet thought it was real. Okay, that's that is very true. Um, but look at this. We are talking about it. I think she grew over. She grew a few thousand Twitter followers. Now she's up over fifteen thousand followers on Twitter just for this spot. It went viral. It went totally viral. Like achieved, big established, thing, um, you know, publications were picking this up. Yeah, it it did exactly as 
I'm sure they wanted it to do. I have to say, I think, uh, well, no, because she says in interviews that, she, like, you never know if someone's filming or anything. Like, you don't know if it's getting put out. And she, this she goes thought, back, she this, thought I, of I, the I, idea months ago, thought it'd be funny, and did it. Really? So it wasn't even, it, it was just a funny spot? Yeah, she thought it would be funny. That's, that's I, I have to say, uh, Blue Mini, I liked, I thought his tweet was hilarious. He wrote, I think it's safe to say everyone has made their points pro and con about the Priscilla Kelly spot. I think it's safe to say we can put this issue to bed. There really is no reason to go tamp on and on and on about it. <laughs> I'm going to also, you mentioned about how she didn't realize it was going to be filmed or anything. I guess she also put a response to that, that she, that wasn't what she said. Oh. She said, um, she said, I didn't think it was even going to be out like that. You do these bar shows and you don't know if it's even going to be filmed. So that's what – so she was uh, talking to Gabe and a few other people on Twitter kind of saying that stuff. But it did exactly – it got her over. I mean Tommy Dreamer came in her defense – came to her defense scene, making a joke saying it's Miss Stinkflow, that it's the Mr. Sacco. I mean you had so many people in pro wrestling coming out to support her too with this spot. Uh, I mean very Big, Big E takes pancakes from his trunks and eats them and – gives them to people yeah uh, it's exactly um overall was it a smart spot to get over i, I don't think you could think? say smart or dumb it, it no, got pe- people are talking about it people are talking about it but then i uh, you know i want to piggyback this off of the whole you know how we like last week we talked about Tony Storm. And he said, you know, things might get leaked out and stuff like that. This is a perfect example of one of those things getting leaked out. She didn't know that it was being filmed. Maybe she wasn't looking for this sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. No, but it's not I like suppose... she wouldn't have done the spot if she didn't think it was okay to do. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, 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 I about do... it. I thought I think I think personally it's a great spot. That again, I think you know I I love the Joy Ryan penis spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I, I I just think it's hilarious I, 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 that everybody thought it was real. I just love the fact that Jim Cordette now has something else to... What, what he, did he, she do? What did I she think, do? I forget what... I forget what <laughs> his exact thing she said that she needed to go where? eat acid or something like that and roll up and bathe. No, I think he said, like, this, they need to bathe in acid or something like that. God. It was real. It was real. It was real despicable. But. That's, that's awful to say. And that being said, let's hit to our bumper for the for our break. We'll you be... might know this familiar voice, and then we'll our familiar voices will be right back here on Marking Out. This is Priscilla Kelly, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode four fourteen. Moving on to some sports entertainment with some Monday Night Raw. Monday night nitro. I intro right, my own things. Intro your own intros. Yeah, Monday Night Raw kicked off kind of hot. Uh, Bobby yeah. Lashley and Seth Rollins were brawling backstage. It eventually led to on the stage. It was uh, broken up, which then uh, kind of got pushed to the side a little bit. John Cena comes out. Hold on, hold on. But it was broken up by Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Already on oh Monday God. Night Raw. That's not right, what Mark. it was. It wasn't Zack Ryder wasn't. It wasn't that Zack Ryder wasn't on Raw in 2018. He didn't have a match. 
Okay, but they still he were was on, on. He was on Monday Night Raw in 2018. And now he's on Monday Night Raw of 2019, the first one. That is awesome. It's signs of what's going to happen in 2019. Hawkins Ryder cha- Tag Team Champions, dude. It's Whoa. happening. Wow. What a mark. What a, what a mark. <laughs> what a mark. So John Cena comes out speaking about the road to WrestleMania, uh, announces that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I still can't get over John Cena's hair. Why? <laughs> I don't it's know. Not, it's not like different. It's just like longer. It's not, it's not, I don't know. He's had the high and tight for years upon years. And now he's got this great dad hair. Um, like, you know, the dad that like, he's like, come over here, son. You sit on his lap and he tussles your hair a little bit, but not like the Randy Orton. When Randy Orton grew out his hair a couple months ago and he had that like <laughs> da- dad that hangs out in the garage and drinks beer and then comes in and hits you a oh couple times. Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> I've got a real, I got some bad so, guy. <laughs> uh, so Drew McIntyre comes out and uh, ran down his raw accolades about the Shield, Kurt Angle, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Cena kind of, I mean, he basically challenges him to a match. He's like, I've seen this, I've heard this promo over and over again. I had to leave so you guys could like write new promos for yourselves. Um so he challenges him, but but Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush come out, and this is travesty. He he demands something. He says Raw is canceled unless somebody does something <laughs> about Seth Rollins, which brings out Rollins to to jump Lashley from behind, and then just uh, just just a big shakedown. Finn Balor comes out, jumps on everybody. Well, Ambrose was out there. Ambrose came out first. It was three on two. And then, yeah, yeah, Balor evens the odds. It leads to a holla, 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 six-man tag with uh, Finn Balor, John Cena, and Seth Rollins. I almost said Leo Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up the victory over Bobby Lashley, Dean Ambrose, and Drew McIntyre. Am yeah. I crazy for seeing that? I, I really loved the way that Raw opened up overall. It was I'm, good, I was yeah. I about it. And I have to say, it's 2000... Just, it's just, it just, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it was just like all over the place. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, this backstage fight. Oh, hey, here's John Cena. Hey, here's more fighting. Oh my god, Leo Rush is complaining about stuff. Oh, now here's a match. It wasn't a 20-minute promo. It was different. It was fun. A new era. Yeah, see, people got, they always say wrestling fans got the, the brain of a goldfish or whatever. That helped us out. Instead of having 20 minutes of just one thing, we had 20 minutes of, like, everything else going on. Oh, wait. Yeah. Did we even say who the bumper was from this week? Well, I mean, people understood once she said it was Priscilla Kelly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that that does that does give that away right there, and then doesn't. Hi, it? guess who I am? Yeah, okay. You're listening to Marking Out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that would be hilarious if we started doing a guessing game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I really I like this version of John Cena where it's like the main focus. Like, it might be the WWE or Universal Championship in the future, but, like, right now, it's just, he's just fitting in. He's just putting everyone else over. Yeah, I think this is a good spot for him. This is a spot that Randy Orton should be in. But then, but then, not only that, right after this match, then Triple H just shows up talking to Bailey and Sasha Banks and Titron, and Rollins runs back there and starts getting in his face, and then Triple H makes another match for tonight. It's gonna uh, it's Triple it's Dean Ambrose against uh, Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Title. Falls count anywhere. Dude, would you smack a cup of coffee out of out of Triple H's hand? No, <laughs> I mean me personally, I wouldn't. I like. I, I, I know imagine you're you like, yes, I would. <laughs> 
it's funny. It's like uh, with that match, though, I, I didn't like the fact that Rollins picked up the victory over Ambrose. But I guess that helped further. It seeded what until happened. the night, yeah. Well, yeah, because and then Rollins. I, do you think it was kind of dumb that Rollins was pissed that Triple H was dealing with Bailey and Sasha Banks and talking to no. them rather than watching his match? No, I thought that was great because his entire thing was that he was going to prove to Triple H why he should, why he deserves this spot. And then it turns out while he's walking up the ramp, they show on the Titantron that Triple H isn't paying attention to Seth Rollins. I think that adds you, good fuel to it. But do you think it on the other side of that, do you think it kind of makes it Bailey and Sasha look bad? No. Why why would it make them look bad? Because it's like, oh, you should be paying attention to me rather than Bailey and Sasha. No, I don't I don't think it makes Bailey and Sasha look bad. I think that they're just the they're just the additives of the promo. The real takeaway is that is Triple H and Seth Rollins. I think that Bailey and Sasha Banks are just the side people there. They're just the props. Well, he, yeah, he made the match after Seth demanded it, and he welcomed back the old Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. After this, they had a ten bell salute for Mean Gene Okerlund. And, I thought this whole, this whole segment was just done very, very well. And introduced mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, who uh, came out there in full gimmick, wearing a Mean Gino Mania shirt. You can get that shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. And I believe all proceeds are going to his family. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's great. Um, nice not, video not, package. Not that loud Hogan pop that you actually, like, that you usually get. Uh, and and a, a lot of people were pissed when they announced this. I'm not. I wasn't pissed at all. About yeah, it. I I welcomed this. I I was excited. I mean, I I had I called my dad into the room to and was just like, oh, Hulk Hogan's about to be on TV. We got to watch this. I thought it was a very fitting tribute. I thought it was well done. Like Chris said, the video package was great. That video and, package was unbelievable. They hit everything with his career, and I I like how they yeah. they left. They put the clip in of him laughing at Wendy Richter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the the part that they included the the, the clip. Sign falling. Of, yeah, of him cursing. Yeah. Uh, and, also, when he's like sitting in the control room eating, he's just like crap, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I you think know, I think more he's importantly, like such a lovable, a lovable person. You know. I think more importantly with the segment, it wasn't about Hulk Hogan. Like Hogan didn't put himself over. He no. was putting over his friendship with Gene Okerlund. He even said that he's out there in full gimmick because. Mean Gene would have wanted it that yeah, way. Like some people were like, "Oh, this is gonna just further some storyline that doesn't need Hulk Hogan involved," or like all the spotlight is gonna be on Hulk Hogan, blah blah blah. But it was it literally did exactly. It, it was did all on. Yes, it was all on Mean Gene. It was perfect. It was well done. Bravo. Uh, yeah, I I loved it. It. I don't think it could have been done any better. Absolutely. And I and I know originally when when the three of us were talking on Facebook, I said that. I would have liked Ric Flair to be involved in this because of that entire WCW stuff. But after seeing what took place, I'm happy that he wasn't and that I'm very satisfied with what did take place. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't too much. I love the fact when Hulk Hogan was doing, was talking that he started name dropping all of these other wrestlers that we love that passed away, unfortunately. And it was just incredible. It was really well done. Yeah, Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior versus Mr. Perfect and Roddy Piper. With That's Andre the Giant as a special guest referee. Can we That's see that? That's a workhorse tag match. Is, is Andre the Giant actually going to get down to count? Nope. He's going to sit there and go, Anybody want a peanut? 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so that was an awesome tribute. Um, yeah. After this, you had a lumberjack match for the Raw, uh, Raw Tag Team titles. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable picking up the victory over the Revival. I don't get why this was a lumberjack match. Because I guess they didn't want anything to go wrong. Like, well... <laughs> Well, it did go wrong. It's funny. It's funny though, because like the only people that were actually getting gone after were the revival. You had yeah. the ascension that were on after the fact. You had the ascension on the on the side of the revival because Bobby Roode reversed the small package and uh, Dash, not Dash Wild, Scott Scott Dawson's foot was on the rope. So in, yeah. in a sense, the revival got screwed again out of the tag team title. So I like the continuation of the storyline here. Yeah. Um. It's just where does this end? Do, like, will the revival the, finally get the titles at like the Rumble or something? I think so. That'd be fantastic. I, I think that's what, exactly what we're going to see, and I, I like the fact that the Ascension pointed out that yeah. that rope break right away, they, like as heels should have done. Um, yeah, but I agree that it, maybe it shouldn't have been a lumberjack match. Well, uh, next following, up, uh, yeah. Oh, following following this, you had an Elias concert. He good. yeah, he performed a little song, and Baron Corbin came on out, interrupting him. And this led into Baron Corbin picking up a victory over Elias. But this match, I really liked. The one thing I I hated, and I mean, be wrong. I texted Brandon about this. Right, Were so they you liked the match, CM but Punk? you hated. No, no, no. What I hated with the, that took place. I don't know if this happened, but were they chanting for CM Punk during this match? I think I so. Think, Which also, I, not to go back, but to go back, a lot of people, after Jericho left, a lot of people thought CM Punk was about to come out at funny. that press oh, conference. You, Everyone oh. in that YouTube chat was like, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. I was like, <laughs> well. But I'm, I'm really bothered that they're chanting CM Punk during this match because Corbin versus Elias... That was actually a good match. I think, like I had said, the only people that are actually getting booed in WWE are, are Corbin and Nia Jax. So I think people are bored with Corbin. A lot of people don't like Baron Corbin. I think this match... Well, he's had a, he's had a pretty big fall from grace since his, that whole GM uh, gimmick. Well, not, I, I, I mean, not, it's so. not, not a fall I... from grace. I don't think that at all. I just think a lot of people... I mean, since he came up to the main roster, it's always been like boring Corbin or whatever. But... And I, but I, I think I, I, I thought think this match. I, I, first of all, him shaving his head and doing the whole GM thing like completely, like breathed fresh breath of air into his character. Well, before with that, I do think that they should have added that into a gimmick match as a hair versus something. That would have been a fun, uh, fun inclusion with Baron Corbin's hair, as opposed to him just randomly shaving it on his own terms. I think it could have been added to a match. Um, especially with the stuff that they were doing, but I think that Baron Corbin is doing a great job. I understand that a lot of people are frustrated with him in, in even if you want to say that he had a fall from grace and especially after that, you, I, he was U S champion, right? Yes. Okay. So after that U S championship run, that really should have been more, but then he went on Twitter. I think that he still maintained good status where he was being a good floater. Uh, just not to not on the bottom, not on the top, and I think he's doing a really good job right now <laughs> as commissioner and as post commissioner role. I do like his abilities. I like how he's playing with the crowd. I like how he's taunting the crowd, and I think he's doing good as a heel. And I did. I think that the match itself was good. Elias controlled most of it. 
Elias is going to be champion at some point this year. That's or like, next year. It's like it's very difficult. Like for the Royal Rumble, I want to see Elias. When I want to see Almas, I want to see McIntyre. That's why I, I, I even I want to see our Truth win. Dude, I will get to our Truth, but yeah. I cannot wait for the Royal Rumble, especially if it's anything like last year. I I could think I think that every pro wrestling fan marked at least once, there, uh, at least because it's more than definitely more than once but at least once during that entire Royal Rumble uh, at the last I counted I think there are 11 empty spots left wow uh, well, but epic s- 11 spots speaking with the Royal Rumble uh, Braun Strowman calls out Brock Lesnar for their face to face and Heyman and Lesnar appear live via backstage and said that if Brock Lesnar went down to the ring he wouldn't have an opponent for the Royal Rumble and Braun Strowman goes, I don't care. I'm waiting. I'm here. Lesnar comes out. They tease it. He walks away. Fans boo. I loved it. I thought it, I mean, I loved it, but I hated it because as a fan, I wanted to see them fight. But I, think I loved it. I think it's best they don't. Yeah, I, I loved it because they didn't. It was a total troll of the audience. And it only built up and teased everything to happen. Um, what did I, you guys think about it? Well, I think it was best that they don't fight before the pay-per-view. Yeah, so yeah, you, so you enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I thought it was dumb. Oh, what what else would you have you done then? If, I, I if could, they can't, I could if they can't honestly, I could do without Lesnar on Monday Night Raw until until the actual pay-per-view the night before. But the thing is with that, I disagree with that because on the other hand, you also wanted to. Uh, There's nothing to build. It's already been built up. It's been building for for how many months already? Yeah, but he's also a, an easy way to sell tickets. It's but it's it's mm, they didn't if, if they it, didn't announce Lesnar was going to be there until like the the week until literally yeah, last but, Monday. Yeah, but even the week before, that's still enough time to like. And I wouldn't announce him at the start. There's just like I think um, at another event that took place last year, they announced someone like right before the event, like a, within a week span. I think it's good because that you get your basic sales. That no matter what, you will get these sales. But then after you sell get those, the people, the people that are on the fence, yeah. do I get it? Do I not get it? You throw in Brock Lesnar and people are like, oh, man, I haven't seen Brock Lesnar this long. I'm buying a ticket now. I think that's his perfect selling point. But, yeah, huge fan of this. Next up, you had Apollo Crews and Ember Moon pick up a victory over Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal. I love this promo before the match with Alicia Fox, Jinder Mahal, and the Singh brothers, I thought it was great that they that Jinder Mahal was putting down every fan in the crowd. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I, thought I thought that was, was funny, yeah. Yeah, where he was like single, like it reminded me of something from the, like that Rick Rude would have done in a promo. Where oh, he was God, just, let's not talk about how great Rick Rude's promos were. Like no, those we, b- before promo things where he t- called everybody a bunch of fat, out of shape, uh, you know, Sweat hogs. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly. Keep turn my robe off and show you exactly, what a real man looks like. And that's all, exactly what Jinder Mahal was doing. That's exactly what Jinder Mahal did, and it was perfect. And Alicia Fox's over the top antics is a great match for this uh, for Jinder Mahal. I, I like I that was, they. I like that they're keeping them together. I yeah. agree. I agree, and this match was fun. It was a really short match, yeah, it was, but it was fun. And it was Alicia's Fox to say sell, it was fun. huh? I, I liked it. Alicia's Fox, Alicia Fox's sell of the Eclipse. Well, yeah, was I said, awesome. I said that I think it was last week too. 
Yeah. She might she might be the best seller of the Eclipse in WWE right now. Well, there's also a reason why she's been on the roster for so long. Yeah. She's been when you think about it, she's been on the roster for over ten years already. Um, yeah. Up next, but, yeah. Unfortunately, kind of disappointing. I was looking forward to it. Uh, a moment of bliss debuted. Uh, I just I thought the segment overall was bad. Right off the bat, it reminded me of the Abraham Washington show. If you if you remember that from the ECW, the WWE ECW days. Yeah, I know we went to a, an episode of that once. But uh, Rousey comes out, cuts an awful promo, and picks Sasha Banks as someone who she could see facing at the Rumble. I thought that was like okay. It was nice that they picked somebody other than like Jax or. I don't know, something that we've seen already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that Alexa Bliss was like, oh, I thought you were talking about me. But then Nia Jax comes out, and it's like... Uh... And her... And and unfortunately, she, she had a mic. She it, had a mic. It was a terrible promo. Sasha Banks comes out, gets in Nia Jax's face... I know everybody popped because Sasha Banks said a bad word. She called her a witch. She called her a witch. Um, yeah. It, it, but Nia Jax on the mic, and then her rebuttal to Sasha Banks' comment about, oh, I am a witch. And this, but I'm not, like, it was just, really? This is your rebuttal to this. It's not, I'm going to, like, she, Nia Jax should have punched her in the face and then they should have brawled down into the ring. It shouldn't should come back. It, oh, it shouldn't have been Sasha Banks challenging Nia Jax and saying, "Oh, whoever wins gets to face Ronda Rousey for the title." Who, first of all, who in the new regime of Triple H, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, and Stephanie gave her the right to make that match? Martial law, brother. No, 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 no. Maybe Alexa Bliss, and she's even fish, more so. Right? No, she's not. She doesn't. She's not the, she has no power. Oh, they took that away too. And even more so, I don't understand why they had Tamina and Bailey come out during the commercial break for this. Like it literally could have just been Jax and and Sasha Banks for this. You could have even if you wanted them to come out. You, I think that you could have had Sasha Banks after that comment. Nia Jax hit her with a forearm, and the two of them just start forearm each other. Then have Tamina and Bailey break them up, and then go to the break, and then come back in the matches going on. I would have been fine with that for an introduction. But but this, I mean, and this I match hope, was not a if they're this if match they're, was wait, not a wait, good wait, match. Wait 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 stop! If they're going to do these segments again, I hope it's good. Alexa Bliss is great on the mic. Just let her talk. Let her cut promos on everybody. I, I want it to be a good show. If they're not going to have her wrestling, let it, let the show be the show. When when Roddy Piper would host the pipe, when he would host Piper's Pit, he would talk. Bliss barely said anything in this. So, but yeah, on to the match. Sasha Banks picks up the victory over Nia Jax, which I thought was, I, I that was a relief. Because seeing what WWE is doing with everything else, I could have a hundred percent seen them put over Nia Jax. Yeah, to, and to then have you Jax versus Rousey again. Then you had that spot that everybody's calling a botch, where uh, Sasha Banks went for her Karana on the apron, and Nia Jax just looks like she kind of face planted 
instead of doing a, a tumble spot off of the apron. I but, don't know. Because, I, I mean, yeah. that's a move. It, it looked weird, but not a fan of this match. But let's get on to the next match, the main event of the evening. I see title on the line. False count anywhere. Dean Ambrose, the champ, picking up the victory over Seth Rollins. It was a With fun the help match. of Bobby Lashley. It was fun. I like the fact that Dean Ambrose like was trying to evade Seth Rollins at all costs. There was that spot where he was going to give him the power bomb on the road cases in the back, and he punched him and tried to like climb up and get out of the way. I thought it was cool. It told a cool story. I like that it like actually went backstage and stuff. It didn't yeah, end I, in Disney World, as they said. Maybe it'll end in Disney World. Brandon Brandon said, "There, I hope it ends in, ends in no, Disney." No, it's World. just so stupid to say that. It's uh, Dave and I discussed <laughs> this. That it's like when they have false count anywhere matches. It like it almost never ends backstage anymore. Yeah, I think that I think that we are due at least one match that ends backstage. One of the things that I really did not like about this match, it was a really good match. It was fun and entertaining. I did not like that they re-entered the arena during a commercial break, and you did not see that re-entering into the Rihanna, uh, arena. Into because the Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, dyslexia, this finest. Um, yeah, I really did not like that because that re-entrance into the arena, it's a huge pop from the crowd because they're not on the screen anymore. Now they're right in front of you. I think that would have been a good spot to see. And I also I have to say I like that Raw came full circle. I yeah, I concur. Bobby Lashley basically causing Rollins to lose that and that it opened up with Rollins and Lashley. Yeah, it really did come full circle. Uh so uh, very first live episode of Monday Night Raw, very first episode of Monday Night Raw for 2019, I thought it was good. Way better than what we've been seeing recently. Even I though, even though you guys didn't have a problem with Monday Night Raw, I I have. So Yeah, this no, was good. I this was good. I I agree with you. I really did like Monday Night Raw. And yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of Monday Night Raw the past few weeks, maybe months. But once again, in my opinion, this was another great episode of Raw. Moving but, on to uh, SmackDown, I think the three of us can collectively say that this was one of the best promos in recent history. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan opened up the show cutting a promo backstage on the concession I, stands. I uh, yeah, and, and all the, the people... All the people, yeah, <laughs> all the people around him. Um, he, I mean, he threw a hot dog at someone. Mm-hmm. And he took a hot. So he pointed to hot, that hot dog. That was definitely a worker. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. And the guy that took the the soft drink was a worker. Had yeah, to have been. Yeah, yeah, come on. But and also, I've never seen a merchandise stand look the way they had it set up. If they were like that, then people would just like they'd leave themselves open to theft. Like, there's no way they would have everything just sprawled out on a table like that. Yeah. But, but then this, uh, this was a really good segment. Yeah, he, and he, he makes his way down to the ring, kind of, you know, talks trash about AJ Styles. But uh, he makes his, way, everybody. makes his way ringside. R-Truth attacks him from nowhere. I, yeah. love, I love that spot because I was so um, engrossed in this promo. I was watching this promo, and then out of nowhere, R-Truth got right in there. At first, I was just like, wait, what's happening? And then I love that. I love seeing that side of R-Truth, that that aggression uh, of R-Truth. 
huge fan of that promo and a huge fan of the way that it ended. Yeah, and I was a fan of this match that took place. Non-title, Daniel Bryan picking up the victory over R-Truth. It was only four minutes and 11 seconds, but I thought it was a fun match. Like, does it was it a not, great way to start the show. Does it not show off a side, like a main event side of R-Truth? Like I, seeing like an impact yeah, side of R-Truth? Yeah. I agree. I I totally see it. Do you I know, see maybe now with the Royal Rumble? I, I apologize. The Royal Rumble coming up, that number thirty spot might be looking pretty good for our truth, dude. If it's, I, if I, it's not our truth, then it has to be Carmella. Like that's the only I, reason why I could. Wait, by by the way, did you see their trip to Stanford? They posted pictures. No. Hilarious. I gotta check it out. But I but you just mentioned something very uh, huge that about our truth, and I think that I've been feeling that for a long time. Brandon was saying that. And for a long time, I was saying, Chris may have been saying the same thing, but I was not seeing that R-Truth. I thought that he was just a humor gimmick and stuff. I mean, dude, but he, then, he main evented, when we went to Survivor Series, he was the main event. Yeah, but that, but after all of that, I with a little Jimmy and this and that, I wasn't seeing it. But then it was that match against, I think it was John Cena or AJ Styles or someone. And I was just like, okay, this is a good I like what I'm seeing from R-Truth. And ever since that match last year of R-Truth, I've been – every time I see R-Truth on TV, I want to watch it because I know I'm in store for a really good match. And I think that he is totally, totally, totally underlooked. Yeah. So uh, After yeah. the match, Daniel Bryan was up on the uh, entrance ramp and got attacked by AJ Styles. Then they, they, yeah. got, they got separated. So that's going to be a very interesting match at the Royal Rumble. We've seen. Can it. we just pop, can we pop to it now? The promo that Daniel Ryan cut and yeah. he's leaving with uh, Caleb Braxton. Yeah, like, later on, she I was... feel like he's really harnessing this the new Daniel Bryan character. Dude, he cut the. It was the craziest promo about AJ Styles. He looked insane. Yeah, he looks like a crazy man. Like, it, like it blew my mind at how like he looked like he was gonna like just beat the heck out of anybody that was like stepped up to him next. Yeah, I thought it was great. It's such a it, like, it, dude. He's getting people to boo the environment, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's he's fighting for a cause. He said he's fighting for a cause, and he's 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 gonna be champion forever. Which, like, when he said that, I was like, yo, I'm on board for a two-year run. Like, I don't care if Daniel Bryan stays champion. If he's doing this for two years straight, I'm 100% on board for him being champion that long. I don't sign know how you up. guys, I don't I, know if you guys, I, like, I know, like, it could, it, it could mean, get, like, old, maybe, but, like, I think, I, I I think totally this, could, this could be, like, it for Daniel Bryan. I'm totally fine with it because not only is he doing great promos, but he's having great matches. And this is fun. Yeah. This is entertaining. Yeah. People hate hippies. And uh, <laughs> Brian, Daniel Bryan is the new age hippie and people are hating it. So let's get on to, I think this might've been my highlight of SmackDown for me. It was this tag match with Andrade Cien Almas and Samoa Joe picking up the victory over Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. A, it showed you Mustafa Ali can hang. B, I need to see Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas as soon yeah. as possible in a singles match. I mean, I think we've been uh, saying three, that for weeks. Three, a uh, flipping Canadian Destroyer happened. Which, do you think they'll 
Do you think they'll get in trouble for that? Do you think they were okay? Because it do wasn't that? even like a Canadian destroyer where he he like landed directly on the top of his head. Like I as, don't. I, as far as I'm aware, pile drivers have been banned with with the exception of a tombstone. Yeah. Well, we, the thing. Well, we all we have had Rey Mysterio versus Cian Almas in a singles match, um, back in November on SmackDown. No, but I want a feud. I agree. I want to see a feud really bad because these two wrestlers are so well. And Rey Mysterio, I think is. He's up there for probably one of my favorites at times that I never could think about because of I just can't think about it. I just can't um, think <laughs> about it. Do you think? But, it's, I yeah, gonna, I was gonna say. Do you think it's weird to see where Samoa Joe is right now? Like he's supposed to be some sort of a beast, but here he is getting like got by Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. I Cru- yeah. cruiserweights. I think it's a great spot for Samoa Joe right now, and. I think it's a. Otherwise, he gets lost in feuds with Jeff Hardy. I'm. I mean, he's yeah. already lost in. Exactly. Like I, I don't know Jeff if they'll Hardy. ever. Do you see them ever giving him the WWE Championship? Yes, but no. Joe Samoa Joe. Yes, I can see it. Yeah, I, had, I, I, think I can so. see it happening within he, the next year. He's had so many opportunities on Raw and SmackDown, and I know. they've done nothing with it. You could think of you could say that about so many wrestlers that we thought should have been champion a lot a lot earlier than they were provided with that title, and I think that it only adds into a lot of potential feuds and maybe light that fire in Samoa Joe, not in reality, but in promo wise and storyline. What does that like? Mean, how not Jeff in Hardy? Reality? You think like we thought you were going to actually light a fire with Samoa Joe? No, no, no. But I think that because it was brought up in Jeff Hardy's angle where Jeff Hardy was just like, you've been here for how long and you haven't won a championship. I think it's a great use. It could be used great. And I think he will be champion at some point. So do you think they called that on the fly? No, I think that because I think that Rey Mysterio and Amos did get clearance on that if they had to get clearance on it. And I don't think that anything's going to come of it. But it was an awesome spot to see. Uh, next up, you have Rusev cutting a promo on Nakamura and how Lana is injured. She's not there tonight, only to be interrupted by Nakamura, who's backstage uh, in the the um, production truck. Yes, thank you. Production truck and cuts to a little uh, clip that he showed that showed the truth of what took place. And it was that Rusev caused Ever, the all the accident to take place with Lana, where Lana jumped on Nakamura's back, Rusev kicked Nakamura, and as he was going down, that's when Lana got hurt. Yeah, so, and then Rusev chased after Nakamura and got met backstage by, by Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, and then they they <laughs> brawled, and uh, Rusev was left lying there. Do you think that Nakamura has improved in his promos as well? I think that his his ability of English speaking. As compared to back in NXT when he was cutting promos, or even when he first started with SmackDown, when he was trying to cut promos in English, this last promo, I started to realize that it's getting a lot better. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they were ever like, I don't think they were ever there were, bad. There were times where there were times where we said we didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. Like two months ago, we said that. We said that two months ago. I think that he's really improving. Do you agree, um, Chris? 
Yeah, no, I I agree a hundred percent. I feel like he's his English was still good, but now it's kind of kind of flourishing, and they're kind of letting him. Like they did the whole angle, like the oh, uh, no speak English sort of thing. Yeah, that was funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, But up next, you had the Bar taking on the Usos, where if the Usos defeated the Bar, they would get a shot to face the Bar for the tag team titles. The match, to me, never really made sense because, I mean, two weeks ago you had an eight-man tag. It was the club that picked up the victory. It wasn't the Usos. Why did the Usos get another shot at becoming number one contenders? It made no sense. This match essentially was a, a, a... what, what am I trying to say? A leg? Uh, an arm for a women's storyline? No, I don't think that's what you were trying to say. I'm not trying to say arm or leg. <laughs> uh, whatever. A uh, chain. It was a part of, it was part of a women's storyline. That's yeah. what this match was set up for. Mandy Rose came out in a towel and asked Jimmy if, if she left her, uh, her gear at his hotel room or whatever. It distracted it. They got the victory. I thought that that was, I thought that this match was really good. And I really like that distraction by Mandy, and I like this inclusion of Mandy into this storyline to set up, as you're alluding to, with her and Naomi as a feud. Which then backstage, they were Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were laughing about it, and and Naomi attacked them. Oh, the no selling, the no selling, the no selling of Naomi. She got left there lying as well. But I think that's a tough spot to like sell every single move in. You're 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 going against two different people. I know. I I totally I agree with what you're saying, and I do like that. In order to bring up that spot, Sonya Deville looked like she hit her with a pretty stiff uh, kick to the uh, gut. It looked really good. Yeah, and uh, as far as the aftermath of that match goes, Miz came out, challenges the bar on behalf of Shane McMahon himself uh, for for a title shot at the Rumble. Cesaro goes, oh, let's see, what does my partner think of that? And Sheamus hits Miz with a bro kick. Backstage, Miz is talking to Shane McMahon about it. Shane goes, you really think we could do it? And he goes, absolutely. And then they, they team up, they do it. That there's the match. We're going to see it at, at the Royal Rumble. Shane McMahon and The Miz versus The Bar for the Tag Team Championships. I think it's kind of funny that it's like... If like Shane was maybe in his 20s or if, or if Miz was like in his 20s and he was trying to do this. Like trying to convince Shane like, oh, come on, we could totally do it. Like Boy Wonder, Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all for all of this. Yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, I, I know they're I, advertising. I, they're advertising Shane and Miz versus the Bar for that SmackDown taping after WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm. I'm all for it as well. I. I'm a huge fan of the Miz, uh, and I think that this is a great way, storyline wise, to keep him uh, relevant. And I love the inclusion of Shane McMahon. And he's essentially a babyface now. Yeah. Do you think that this is all going to lead to Shane McMahon versus Miz at WrestleMania, though? Uh, I don't know. I don't or maybe so. that's where they go over for the tag team championships or something. No, I think they might be going over for it at the Rumble, but that's just I, me. I think that as well. Okay. All right. Let's get on to uh, the main event of the evening. Winner faces Asuka at the Royal Rumble. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella. It's going to be the man versus Asuka at Royal Rumble with Becky Lynch picking up the victory here. Like the match was good, but again, very pointless. Like, I don't get why any any of them were able to get another title shot. The only, I, one that, the only one that actually makes sense is Becky Lynch. 
But yeah. Flair and Carmella don't make sense at all to get another title shot. Yeah, I agree with that. This, but... Like, to me, this is just the case of Flair always being handed opportunities. Yeah. Just Silver Spoon in her mouth. They, they and, called, and they've been calling even... Rat on it a lot recently. And, and Charlotte Flair has said on Twitter recently that, yeah, she does have a Silver Spoon in her mouth. And then, but she went on to defend that and everything like that. Very well uh, worded as well on Twitter. But uh, on like that comment that I just said. But I thought that this was a good match. I like the I like the inclusion of Carmella versus uh, yeah, Carmella did work in this. Yeah, as a, in addition to Becky versus Charlotte, I like Carmella being thrown in there. She was like that. She was the underdog of that match. But again, it didn't make sense. She has that thirtieth spot in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, if, if she, she won, had won was, then that's just dumb. I, I no matter what I, the storyline wise, okay, you could argue, but. I really like this match. Do you guys like the match itself? Yeah. Yeah. About it. I know I know you you said like the missing the moonsault was looked kind of dangerous, but she always hits every single moonsault like that. No, she yeah. like for some she reason. When it, that's why that's moonsault. why it always it pisses me off when they call it a moonsault because she always ends up looking like she's hitting them with her elbow. Oh no, but I was saying like I was looking at her feet. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm saying she always lands like that and it always oh, looks it, like she's hitting them with an elbow. Yeah, all I saw was, like, her landing on her feet. I'm like, shoo, she could easily, like, blow at her knee her knee or something like that. Her knee Yeah, I was just going to say her knee. And then, like, just words started. Her her Navy? Going. What is it? Join the Navy? <laughs> I did, like, uh, the end of the match where Becky just rolled Carmelo right into that disarmor. I And then Asuka came out, teased, uh, teased a little bit. Went face to face with Becky. Have they ever faced, or am I crazy for thinking that they have not? They had to have. That's what I'm looking up right now because I know at when was it? It was one time where I wanted to see them face off against each other in singles single action, and they did not have have it. It was in a multi woman tag team match. Yeah, might um, I don't, they might have never done one on one. I don't. I don't think they've ever had a singles match of Asuka versus Becky Lynch. I think this is, yeah, this is the very first time that Asuka and Becky Lynch will be facing each other. And this has been a match that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Now I remember, I think this was Survivor Series or one of those things mm. where it was SmackDown versus Raw. I think when Asuka was on the opposing team and Asuka and Becky Lynch was going to take place, but then they someone got tagged out really quickly or... I think Becky Lynch may have been eliminated from the match right away, and you didn't get to see Becky versus Asuka. I am excited for this match. Also kind of annoying with this is that Paige announced this as an official match, and then they did the whole shake-up thing, and they were like, oh, she's no longer in power. That's not a real thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, but then look at where we are. But we got the match. Yeah, so the last part of WWE for this week is coming from NXT UK. On Saturday, Eastern Standard Time at 2 p.m., uh, live Blackpool, I thought it was a seven. No, 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 2 p.m. here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait, this is live? Yeah. Wow. Because they're doing it in England, so they're doing it to England time. NXT cool. UK TakeOver Blackpool. Yeah. Uh, five matches, just like the standard NXT TakeOver card. 
You start off, you have Travis Banks facing off against Jordan Devlin. Uh, we'll do predictions for it because we do predictions for everything. everything so. It's going to be difficult because, like, do you, I mean, I don't watch the NXT brand. I just find it to be, like, a, a tedious task almost to watch it. But I watched, watched, I watched the one episode. Right? No, not anymore. Not since they turned it on to – which I hate because I really like 205 Live. But since they moved it to Wednesdays, I liked watching it live right after SmackDown. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say uh, Travis Bank on this one. Uh, I'm going to go I have Jordan I, Devlin. Yeah, I'm going to go Devlin, too. I just I have nothing to go from. Yeah, so I don't know. DQ Matt's going to have that big boy Dave Mastiff facing off against Eddie Dennis. I'm going to say Dave Mastiff. I'm I'll go with Dave. I'm going Eddie Dennis. Much Brandon. Brandon hits a, a, a perfect on this one. Uh, the finals of the NXT Tag Team uh, Championship Tournament. It's going to be Mustache Mountain against Zach Gibson and James Drake. Um, I'm going to say Mustache Mountain. I find it very difficult to, to think it wouldn't be anybody but Mustache Mountain. I'm going to go Mustache. And for the women's NXT UK Championship, it's going to be Rhea Ripley defending her title against Tony Storm, who was marred in controversy last week. Um, uh, do you think they have to like make it up to her and give her the uh, strap, or do you think no. Rhea Ripley's going to hold it? I'm going with Rhea Ripley in hopes that Tony Storm makes it over to the United States to wrestle. What about you? <laughs> what are you going with, Chris? I'm going to say Tony Storm. Um, what about you, David? I really do love Rhea Ripley and and everything that she's doing. Tony Storm, I think that would be a nice little. Keep in mind, Tony Storm won the May Young Classic this year. So it, it could very well lead last to year. her winning. Well, yeah, last, last year. year it could very well <laughs> lead to her winning the UK championship. Yeah, totes. I, well, it, for me, that's tough to call. I'm gonna go with, and not to mention, this is a big show for NXT UK. It's their first takeover. Their, yeah, Storm. it's their first takeover. Yeah, it's I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna go Tony Storm because I think that as it being the first, it could be one of those good moments. A yeah. feel-good moment. I'm going Tony Storm. Uh, and for this... the NXT UK Championship, it's going to be Pete Dunne, Mr. Uh, 600 Days as champion, which is incredible. You don't see that a lot in uh, the WWE landscape, guys holding titles for that many. That's like two again, years. Again, it's barely been defended, but it's still something cool. Yeah, Pete Dunne against Joe Coffey. Will, the, uh, will his brother... And uh, Wolfgang get involved. The rest of, uh, what are they, Gallus is their uh, stable name? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Pete Dunn. Yeah, I'm going I'm going uh, Dunn as well. Good. Yeah. Huh. This has been Dave every single match. What do you think, Dave? <laughs> huh. huh. I mean, they've basically they've been feuding for, for yeah. the... And they had a, they had a, this week on uh, NXT UK, they had a big uh, six-man match. I'm going to go with Pete Dunn. Pete Dune. When when do you see him losing the championship belt? Walter comes. Yeah, I think what Chris said off air was pretty damn good. But yeah, after, this match, Pete, Pete yeah. Dunne wins, and all of a sudden Walter. lights go out. Sandman shows up. Yeah, that would yeah. that would that would be something interesting, especially because it being the first one. I could see Walter making they, his debut. They need they need huge things for this NXT takeover. Walter's an established name over in the states. If they're if you're in gonna have states, people watching in the, in the UK, no, no, in the states, in the states, he's very well established. I think on the indie circuit. 
Yeah, he's he's established in both. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm, again, I'm not saying he's not established in the UK, but I'm saying like if you're gonna want people from the United States to watch this. I think Walter's a great addition as like a surprise, like oh my god, Walter just debuted, and I think oh, yeah. and I, I think I, the UK obviously the UK know knows him. They're obviously going to go I nuts see, for him. I, I agree with all of this. I think that I can see Walter coming out after the match. I can see Walter dethroning Pete Dunne, and then I can see Walter facing off against someone at WrestleMania, uh, a, a big name. For the UK Championship, well, I don't know if the thing it was, is that but... we don't know when the next NXT takeover would be after that. Yeah, I, I would assume. assume that... I would assume it would probably be around WrestleMania time. Yeah, I, I would. I, like... would assume, I, I would assume at least the championship is defended around WrestleMania time. Maybe, hopefully, at the NXT takeover, which it should. But like, is that then that takes away from the US? That takes away from their like all their storylines that that goes like well, that. There's I, a I reason that, why there's a reason Russell, why this isn't taking place in Phoenix. At, like at everything you need like to establish. Could, at, at WrestleMania, I think that everything could be combined, though. I would no, I would say not because you need it to be big for you need to build the NXT UK brand. Hmm. Maybe they'll everything just think big needs to happen over there. Maybe they'll just do a UK event, uh, uh, in addition to Takeover again. Maybe so that'd be so what Takeover WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, no. So that you would mean make to no tell sense. me that Triple H has to fly WrestleMania weekend, where he's probably going to be booked in a match at WrestleMania, <laughs> has to fly from the, in one day, fly to the UK to do a Takeover, then fly back to be at Barclays? Yes, I said Barclays, not the Barclays brand. And how proud are you <laughs> are you of me? So um, proud to do putting you uh, up on my shelf. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> I don't happening. know. It, it's just weird that they wouldn't have. There's no way unless they're gonna do some sort of like indie feel show, which even would even then wouldn't make sense. So then, what kind of a everything with this brand needs to happen over there? So then, what happens with so you're so you're telling me that the WrestleMania weekend, the UK title may not even be defended. Yeah. Or if it is, then that's fine. But it's not like it's not going to be that big. Oh my God, Pete Dunne is losing that title. Okay, it's going to be just like last year or something. If they, it I, would just be him and his inclusion in some sort of a tag team or multi. Yeah, like it's match. fine if these guys come over to the United States during during uh, WrestleMania week and, and they wrestle. are. It's going to be part of that War of the Worlds gimmick. I was going to. Do you think it would be a good idea for WrestleMania weekend at TakeOver to feature a UK versus NXT no. on a TakeOver? Worlds collide. But no, no. I mean, like, outside well, of that. that's Royal Rumble. Yeah, but outside, outside Oh, okay. Of that, I'm sorry. I'm getting my... I'm, I'm prematurely shooting my wad here. No, um, just, I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can put a UK match on the, the normal NXT brand do, maybe, anymore. But even if, even if do, it is WrestleMania. But what happens if you do like the UK champion, tag team champs and the UK champ team up in a three-on-three match? I don't this know. Way you that's that's, the, that's you, war games, basically. Yeah. That's what that seems like. Then what do you, what do you call it, the, the, the British version of war games? Do you call it revolutionary games? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bad joke. All right, on that, on that, we'll see uh, what happens. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, but let's get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. 
All right, you have to go check out Synergy Wrestling. Go follow them on Twitter at Synergy Wrestle. They are going to be having an event January 26th in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Their huge match that they announced, Maria Manic taking on the NWA Women's Champion Jazz. You also got Matt Tremont taking on Frightmare, taking on Drake Chambers, Steve Mack versus KTB versus Matt McIntosh, and so many more. Anthony Green's going to be there. Make sure you check out Synergy Wrestling. Also, I highly suggest that you go follow Effie on Twitter right now. Go ahead. Take your time. At Kill Effie. Go ahead. Do it right now. Take, yep. Dave, okay, we've already good. blown like an hour and 45 minutes of their time. What do you mean? Oh, that's okay. But on February 16th, he is going to be taking on the Carnies, Trip Cassidy. Uh, he's, it's for the Fully Gimmick Championship at Punk Pro Wrestling. But the promo he just put out for this is just absurd. As every FB promo is a little bit over the top and just so out there at times, you got to love it. Go check him out. Go check out Effie and go follow him on Twitter at Kill Effie. He is going to have, I think he's going to be one of the names in 2019 you will remember. Hey, Chris, what you got this week? Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. It's a rant this week, and it's not a negative rant. Um, It's like... It's a positive rant, but it comes from a very negative and very, really terrible, terrible thing that happened this week. Um, so, you know, if you follow the show, you follow professional wrestling, and you know that a lot of these professional wrestlers are on the road, you know, making, when they're making towns, you know, they're going seven-hour trips, they're going 14-hour trips to make a little money. Um, this week, four wrestlers from Buffalo, uh, aptly known as the Buffalo Brothers, it being uh, Kevin Blackwood, Danny Garcia, Kevin uh, Bennett, Puff, his real name is Nick Puff Puff. Um, they were coming back from a show in Montreal, Canada, and they hit a patch of black ice. Car spun out of control and crashed, um, and all four guys were taken to the hospital. Uh, Puff and Kevin Bennett came out, you know, scraped up pretty badly. Um, Danny Garcia broke both of his legs. Kevin Blackwood broke one of his ankles, um, hurt his knee, severe concussion. This this stinks. This is, if you want to hear the full details of everything that happened, I highly recommend you guys go listening to the Kicking Ass podcast with Jesse and Andy. Pepper Parks is on. It's a really quick episode. It's about 15-minute episode this week, kind of going over everything. And this is part of what is being an independent wrestler. So earlier in this week after this happened, um, I mentioned him numerous times on the show just because I'm a big mark for him and whatnot. Uh, Andy Williams of Every Time I Die is very close with all these guys that were in this car that crashed. Apparently the car split in half. The guardrail was like in between the car. Really crazy stuff. Uh, but Andy and his girlfriend started a GoFundMe account for these guys to get these guys back on the road because Kevin Blackwood doesn't have insurance, you know, and these guys are going to be going through a lot of rehabilitation and getting themselves back on in back in life. So, um, and the outpour for this GoFundMe was hands down insane. You saw not only just professional wrestling people, but you saw like legends like CM Punk tweeted about this saying, I don't know these guys, but they know Andy and Andy's a good dude. So these guys must be good dude. JR uh, tweeted about it. I saw Lita tweeted about it. Not even people in the professional wrestling world. There was people outside of the world like 
there's this band I listen to called Knocked Loose. Their lead singer, Brian, uh, Brian Garris, tweeted about it. goes, I saw these guys wrestle out there every time I die. Christmas show, they're awesome. Go support this. And just, like, the outpour of it. Like, I have the GoFundMe up right now. You know, it's a $50,000 goal. In four days, they've reached $28,000. And and I saw David Arquette pledged $1,000, gave $1,000 to this. I'm looking right now. Two hours ago, Chris Jericho gave $2,000. You know, you saw Gabe Sapolsky gave money. Uh, Finn Balor gave money towards this. I saw, you know, Pat Buck gave money towards this. So it's really, like, refreshing and really heartwarming seeing the independent wrestling community come together and really show, like, you know, they, you know, we everybody calls each other brother, but it's a brotherhood. And especially these young guys that are just getting to the business and they're they're wrestling at Smash, they're wrestling, you know, at Limitless, they're wrestling at Beyond, they're going all over the place. And to see the the outreach of this is like it's been really heartening. And it's kinda like I don't know about you and how how like I've been really following this really hardcore. I it kinda like kinda makes me like kinda proud to be a wrestling fan. Is especially the wrestling community itself kinda like stepping up in a big way for these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, huge i know there's a there's a a benefit shirt which i you know thus being me and brandon being t-shirt marks i purchased the uh <laughs> i purchased the uh the benefit shirt because it's a pantera ripoff and you know pantera's incredible so definitely want to see these guys get back on the road i definitely want to see puff wrestle colt cabana because i feel like that would be an awesome comedy match because i know he's wrestled kikitaro i know he's wrestled joey ryan and i want to see these guys uh, get back on the road so oh. really Really happy about the professional wrestling community this week. Um, really, yeah. want, you go, go, Dave. No, I, I was going to say this is going to be one of Dave Shamel's plugs. And I'm like, let me take this because I really want to go on a big rant about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's totally awful, and our hearts and prayers go out to all of them involved. And it, it, it's really horrific to hear and see all of this take place. Um, by any chance, did you see the video of them reuniting everyone? Yeah, or? really heartwarming. Like, it's just awful the reunited video and uh it's heartwarming but it's just awful that they have to go through this and as you mentioned that gofundme page is going to be huge if you're able to donate please do it all of the money is going to go towards their rehab programs the surgeries the physical therapy the medical medical equipment that they're going to need um go help them out go support uh and give back to these wrestlers that give so much to us like david arquette former WCW World Heavyweight Champion giving a thousand bucks to these guys. Doesn't yeah. even know them. It's just like the outreach, it, 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 it amazes me. It really does. It's like you're going you're gonna to talk about things at the end of the year that like made you feel good about professional wrestling. Like this might be like one of them. And I know I want to write this down in my little book about, you know, things that really, really made me feel good about being a professional wrestling fan this year. I agree with you. I should do the same thing. I should write down matches that I actually that stand out to me, storylines that stand out to me, and everything like that. Especially because at the end of the year, I always forget it. And I think that I agree with you. This is going to be one of those moments that we do discuss in December again. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to see. And I know they said um, Danny Garcia. He had to get a, a metal rod in his leg, which stinks. You know, so we don't know when he's going to get back to wrestling. But I want to see these guys get back. And you know what? There was somebody said at a tw- sent out a tweet. They said, "If any of these guys ever ask for trans money, give it to them, because what they had to go through for this, you know, they hopefully a lot more eyes once they come back and they start getting some, you know, their wrestling legs underneath them." I think Puff is actually wrestling this weekend at Limitless. With I think that's that's something I don't know, but anyway, really? yeah, go check it. I know, yeah. Well, he he was relatively like unscathed in the accident. 
Because uh, I think him and Bennett were in the front seats, and Blackwood and Garcia were in the back. From what I remember listening, yeah. So, yeah, I it's just horrific to even picture that, but it's very nice to see that they're like that they are finally back together and that because you you see them and they you see that they're you see them banged up and it, it's awful you don't want to see any any wrestler let alone any person in conditions like that yeah i was just and i i kept i was just i was scrolling through like all like, the donations and stuff like that it was great i was just like wow like i was just i right before we did the segment i scrolled through and i just see two thousand dollars chris jericho and then he sent like a really you know heartfelt message on the gofundme page saying you know like here, let me pull it up. He said, uh, good luck, brothers. Much respect to you guys for making the towns and dealing with the ups and downs of the business. I hope everyone is back to a thousand percent soon, which is awesome. So awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, my rant. I think that was the best rant I've ever had on the show. Wrestle Circus said the big thing. Hashtag support indie wrestling. So, yeah. So that's it. So, uh, Brandon, who's shout, uh, who shouting out? The first shout out is going to the Edging Christian show. I uh, I actually I tuned in this week because I saw they were advertising Total Devos. Yeah, and you saw Zack Ryder and Kurt <laughs> Hawkins. You're like, I gotta watch it. Now. I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it looked funny first of all. So I I did watch it and it was yeah it was Hawkins, Ryder, Brizongo, and Ziggler, as well as Edging Christian. Um, I I think it's like it might I mean I, I kind of like put it on like my back burner. Like, I watched one of, like, the first episodes. It was like, eh. But I think I think that might be a really good show that I might need to just go binge one day. I, Edge and Christian, um, last week on their podcast, they had the whole brain trust of everybody who writes the shows. It's like two of their friends and Tommy Dreamer, they were talking about how they feel like season two has hit the stride more than season one. Like, season one was cool. There were some good things. But then... When they came back, they kind of had more of an idea that they wanted to do a season two. So it's like kind of like a kids in the hall type sketch like, comedy show. Like they showed a clip from next week, and there I, th- I forget who else was. I, I think it was um, Alicia Fox and uh, maybe Beth Phoenix. Okay. And they were talking about like maybe it wasn't Beth Phoenix or whatever, but like they were, they said something about like oh it's it's my they were like oh what is that? And they pan over and it's like Tommy Dreamer I think. And I think Alicia Fox goes, oh, it's my baby or and something like Dreamer, that. And I thought Tommy it was Dreamer funny. Naked? I think it was Tommy Dreamer. I don't think he was. I mean, he definitely wasn't naked. But and then also in this episode, they were going around the uh, they were telling the history of kayfabe, which I thought was funny. Nice. Yeah. So apparently uh, like Bray Wyatt's going to have like some sort of role on the show also, too. And apparently it's really good. I, I think he was one of the people that were uh, interviewed for that. Oh really? Yeah, they were. It, they, it was like a like where where is kayfabe? What is it? And Mick Foley the whole time was like, oh, you're not you're not gonna like it, you're not gonna like this answer. So they they turned her into a person. Um, nice. and dude, they had like Al Roker even was on it talking about kayfabe. <laughs> it was really out there. Stephen Amell was on it. I I highly recommend watching it. Um, and also uh, for my next shout out, it's gonna be going to the natural born thrillers because last week uh, we spoke about them yeah we did with the whole mean gene segment and i said natural born thrillers and like almost immediately threw it out of the way like no that's not their name and i couldn't think of their name it was a hundred percent their name so i'm just gonna give them a shout out it was a stable consisting of chuck palumbo johnny the bulls uh 
Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak, Sean Stasiak, Reno, and Mike Sanders. Um, Jesus. I think they might have been like the last graduates of the power plant. So I know Sean Stasiak. No, Sean Stasiak wasn't because he was in well, WWE. Yeah, yeah, well, Sean Stasiak was in WWE, but... He, I mean, he might have he might have still trained at the power plant, but a majority of this group were power plant guys. Again, yeah. I mean, Sean Stasiak still might have trained at the power plant, but yeah, natural born thrillers. I like the the ending part of WCW as much as people like hate on it. Because just no one cared. Yeah. So, but but like the undercard, they were killing it. Well, that was WCW always. Their undercard was great. Their cruiserweight division, like, during the Monday Night Wars, like, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Benoit. I know we shouldn't be mentioning his name, but Benoit. You know, Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Juventus, Titches. Okay, keep going. going. (laughs) This episode's way too long. Rod Stewart's getting the last shout-out because (laughs) I found out out this week that he has the record for the largest attendance of a concert. Madison Square Garden. No, 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 of any concert. Like really? Any concert in the world? Can you guess the number? Uh, nine hundred thousand, five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. It was three point five million people at a. I think it was a New Year's Eve concert on a beach in Brazil. Okay. Then I, I don't. Brazil, South America gets like huge crowds. The Iron Maiden did a, a a full live album there. Um, I don't know. The the second largest guy was uh, a, a French man who I didn't know and never heard of. Then I think the third show was the was it like one million people maybe for um, for Metallica that that big festival that they had in Russia I think it was oh nice yeah so but it was pretty cool to find out that was Rod Stewart yeah uh, but those are my shout outs now it's time for ow. Right, our marked out moment of the week. I think it's safe to say between the three of us, maybe uh, all the seeing everyone involved, like all the signings with all elite wrestling, maybe. Nah, yeah, not really. I mean, that that that, that definitely is my mark out moment of the week, especially seeing Janela Penelope yeah. uh, Ford and uh, Maxwell Jacob uh, Friedman involved in that. Yeah, I think it was cool. Um, Something else I, I I marked out for this and then immediately like got soured on it. They have I, I don't I can't find like a lot of information on this, but I saw somebody tweet about new tops uh, wrestling cards, and I think Rob Schamberger retweeted it because they're including um, cards with his paintings on them, and they you could buy the whole set like a whole box or whatever where it comes with a, it's guaranteed. I think you get one, one out of one autograph, which from what I'm understanding is like Andre, the giant. And like, I know they had one where it was like macho man and, uh, Sherry Martell split in the same one where it was like such a real autograph that it said to Steve on it underneath for, nice. for Macho. It was so weird. But the the pack itself is twelve thousand dollars. Jesus! It comes with a signed uh, replica championship title, a VIP WrestleMania party, as well as a ticket to WrestleMania, 
But it's like, it's really obscure. Like, obviously, I don't think it's worth the price, but, and it's very confusing, too. But I thought it was cool that, like, it was an actual Andre the Giant signature that they put into a card to get. I don't know, like, I don't know. It was so just, it's not a replica? No, it was an, I'm, like, from what I could tell, it was a, an actual, that's why that, that two Steve Macho Man autograph was so weird. Because there's like there are a lot of Macho Man signatures on the internet that you could like get, I'm sure, from reputable people, and to put one in a card that's like you might get a, a rare one out of one card, and it comes to your it comes it comes in the pack to Steve. <laughs> yeah, like, that is kind like of super weird. weird. I don't know. I don't know like what the story is behind that, but uh, like maybe it was like oh this is from Sting's personal collection or something like that. <laughs> but uh that that website that had the 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 big set they had another one with like japanese uh japanese baseball that was like i think thirty thousand dollars for like the baseball cards oh speaking of oh, speaking of baseball cards um so this week my father-in-law he was cleaning out his basement and he came apart a bunch of old baseball card packs still in the still in the pack still sealed uh, and we opened them up this week, and we got a bunch of really cool baseball cards. So I'm, I'm stoked about that. Any Mickey the... Mantles? He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, there's no, there's no one good on here. Um, I'm looking at a Tim Raines from the Expos right now. Uh, we got uh, Tim not Tim Raines MVP. Um, I got an Andre Dawson. These are like old 1987 cards. I have a Ryan Sandberg in here also. I know him. Yeah, second base, former second baseman for the Cubs. Um, we, I got a Lee Smith. Um, Ricky Henderson when he was in the Yankees. So a, lot, a bunch of cool stuff. What about um, I? You know what I marked out for this week during that uh, SmackDown match, the tag match that I love so much, that Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, I marked out real hard for that. That's a good mm-hmm. markout moment. Yeah. So uh, is that all of our markout moments of the week? Yeah. All right. So that's our show for this week. Marking out episode whatever it is. Four fourteen. Four fourteen. Oh yeah, because I lost my book. Uh, thank you very much you for listening. You lost your book. No, <laughs> you've been I, sitting my, here. My, no, my computer desk is like a mess. I don't know where I put things and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, markingout.com, facebook.com/slash/markingout, twitter.com/slash/markingout, uh, youtube.com/slash/markingout11. You can uh, email us, markingout1 at gmail.com, if you're on any sort of podcasting uh, apps like uh, iTunes. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate that uh you can follow me on twitter at chris Dog, dave on twitter dave Thrave underscore mo brandon on twitter at bttg161 next week we'll talk about nxt uk we'll talk about you know whatever else goes on with all the wrestling the world of sports entertainment until next week we wish you the the best, best of luck in your future endeavors bye guys